Comic Clan and welcome to Comics and the Cross, the greatest streamers you have never heard of. Of course, I'm one of your hosts for tonight, Cross, sitting alongside my partner in crime, Nitro. What's up, good people? Welcome to our 65th official episode. Technic technically more than that, if we count like any comic book clips and stuff, but we're hitting 65. Shut your mouth, man. I did not know we were doing this that like, long. Like man, it's like that's that's awesome. Like that's not including any specials. That's not including any comic book clubs. We're probably up fairly up there in terms of yeah. the episodes we've actually done for that. But official numbered episodes. This is number sixty-five, and we are here to give a review on Black Adam. And the this best is going to be a movie full, ever made. It's going to be a, well. If you look at the audience score on Rotten Tomatoes, ninety percent. <laughs> that is what you would think. I'm coming but, at it from a critic perspective. Thank you very much. Oh, critic Thank perspective, you. so like less than half. Like, <laughs> um, so we are going to go full spoilers for this review. So if you have not seen Black Adam, if you do not want it spoiled for you, um, I'm obviously not including the end credits spoiler for that because everyone knows what that is because the internet can yeah. shut up about that. that I'm, pre I'm pretty sure The Rock revealed that before the movie even dropped, but um, yeah. Hey, Press by Panda, thank you so much for that follow. Welcome to the Comic Clan and welcome to our conversation nice. on Black Adam. How are you doing this evening? Hope you are doing well. Um, so yeah, we're going full spoilers for Black Adam tonight, so if you do not want to be spoiled, please, we will not be offended if you need to step out. You can catch Black Adam the dies. <laughs> Black Adam dies. It's yeah, The Rock. Know, Nobody's going to believe that. <laughs> the Rock's That's playing him. Nobody believes The Rock was going to die in this movie, man. <laughs> Space Oval, man. Good to see you, brother. Not seen you in a little while. Hope you're doing well. And hey, Prince Papana, I am well, thanks, and no problem. I'm glad you are doing well. I hope you all are having a good week. We are obviously here on a Wednesday, so we're like midweek this week. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> but yeah, we're going to be talking a bit about Black Adam, a movie that it has been nine or eight years, sorry, since The Rock officially announced that he was playing Black Adam. Yeah. It has been, and I didn't realize this until I looked it up today, saying. 15 years since the rumour started yeah it started 2007 right 2007 the rumbling started 2014 the official announcement was made 2022 the movie officially released <clears throat> hey, what do you think took hey, so hey Mondo hey Locke how's it going guys good to see you both what is good Honestly, I think what took so long with it was probably a combination of The Rock's schedule. Because mm -hmm. like, he's probably the busiest man in Hollywood at the moment. The man is like non-stop working. Mixed with... Um, honestly, kind of... I don't want to say it in this way, but like the failure of the DCEU. Yeah. And like the lackluster success. Because like... Ever since Batman v Superman originally came out, like they have done nothing but try to course correct. Mm -hmm. Movies have been released and movies have not been released. Movies have been announced and then they've been cancelled. Movies have been freaking practically finished, like Batgirl, and then not released at all. Which still blows my mind. <clears throat> you know what I mean? It's like it's, the way the DCEU has went up and down has been insane. Yeah. So for a long time, like it, the plans change as well. Because remember as well when he was initially announced as Black Adam. He was given the choice of Black Adam or Shazam, and he chose Black Adam. And Black Adam was meant to appear as the villain in Shazam. Yeah. <clears throat> and then it was—I don't remember how long it was after that, 
that they released the official announcement that the Rock would be playing Black Adam in his own solo movie. Mm. Um, and that's what we ended up getting. We finally yeah. got Black Adam twenty twenty two. Black Adam dropped. Very mixed reaction. Critics, I think, were down to like forty nine percent on Rotten Tomatoes. Yeah, I'll look it up right uh, now. Fan score was like ninety percent. It was like totally opposite ends of the scale from each other, which is just mind boggling yeah, to think. Forty percent, forty percent critic score. Forty ninety one percent audience. Score. Wow, so the critic score was forty. It was even lower than I thought. Dang. Yeah, <clears throat> it's like which is insane. You know what I mean? Like critics and like people have definitely disagreed on stuff, but that's a pretty big gap. It's a huge gap. Normally, it's it's different. You know, it's the critic score and audience score is different, but this is like night and day. This is oh, like yeah, a this is movie. like polar opposite opinions on a movie. So of course, as big geeky nerds that sit on the internet and yell at people about what our opinions are and stuff, we thought we better give an opinion on Black Adam and like you know what we thought yeah, about dude. it. Yeah. Let's be honest, that's why you're here, is to hear our opinion on it. <laughs> you want to hear us talk about it. <laughs> of course. That's, I mean, that's the whole point of having a podcast, is you, you give your opinion. <laughs> so, Nitro. In the face of a 40% critic score and a 91% audience score, what did you think of Black Adam? The, the rebirth of or the new life to... DC Studios because it's no longer the DCEU it's DC Studios now yeah. manned by James Gunn and Which, I can't remember who else it is that's doing it because no one else can literally the other guy is lost in the mix because <laughs> everyone heard James Gunn's name yeah, as leading yeah. DC Studios um, so this is well, essentially apparently the kick- they offered the job to um, Kevin Feige <laughs> how desperate do you have to be Dude. to offer it to the competition just saying like yeah, the guy who's running that's Marvel that's man that's ballsy <laughs> Look at, we need your help please go and save us that's but, um, how ex- that's exactly how the call went like in my head, head yeah head. like I don't see it <laughs> going any other way I don't see Kevin taking it any other way no um, but so this is basically almost like the cut off it's almost like a soft reboot of everything everything's kind of been pushed yeah. aside from before all the other plans, everything that happened, it's kind of been set aside. I'm assuming except for the Suicide Squad mm-hmm. and Peacemaker because James Gunn what <laughs> made those. Yeah. So of course he's bringing those forward. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> so much under- for the darker, more mature DCU, right? And not with James Gunn at the freaking hell. Not with James be, Gunn down, dude. Uh, that Wando ain't saying, Can't wait to hear this. You're our only hope. <laughs> That's terrifying if we're the only hope. Um, All right. but yeah so what was your thoughts and it's essentially a soft reboot for DC Studios the new starting point of the DC cinematic universe Yeah. what did you so, think of it? I enjoyed it <laughs> I felt like it was a decent entry into the DCEU I feel like, I know we talked about this but I, I feel like it's probably better than a very slight majority of most of the DCEU films you know Aquaman, Wonder Woman both of them um uh what else um justice league the first one it's definitely better than all three of those in my opinion it might edge out shazam in my opinion i know that's blasphemy to you um i enjoyed shazam but i like this one too um i would agree that's yeah, at least on par with shazam yeah that, and, I, and i if anyone doesn't know i did enjoy shazam that was one of the yeah. movies i did enjoy in the dceu i would probably give it a solid six or seven out of ten i know that doesn't sound really high but I, I think it does have some issues. 
but I still enjoyed it. Um, if you think that I, sounds I, like a bad rating, go back and watch our episodes in the DCEU and you'll realise just how high a rating that actually is. I think 7 might be a little high for me. So let's just say 6.5. Um, I enjoyed it way better than Love and Thunder. Um, but in my opinion, it wasn't... I don't think it was anything groundbreaking. Like, mm. I don't think it brought anything <clears throat> new to the CBM table, you know? Uh, the CGI was, was decent. I think the villain was really weak in my opinion um and i think the tone it's it struggled with tone consistencies throughout the movie a little bit in my also a huge standout for me which i want to see him in his own movie is pierce bronson brosnan um as dr fate i don't know anything about dr fate but after seeing this movie he he was the best part of this movie for me by mm -hmm. far um I, I don't think the movie would have been anywhere near as good if he wasn't in it and played yeah. dr fate yeah, I think he was a phenomenal part of it. Um, just to catch chat there, Mondo saying that is high for the DC movie, which, yeah, it is. Some of the DC movies are absolutely abysmal. Like, they really, some of them have been awful. Yeah. And Panda saying, I honestly gave up in the DC live action movies. Do not blame you in the slightest <laughs> for that. Um, says, I'd love for that to change, though. Absolutely. If you've heard any of our yeah. previous podcasts, like, we've constantly talked about that. Like, I, I'm a DC fan. I love the DC heroes. I want them to do well. I'm yeah. not coming in to be a cynical person against them. I really want them to do well. Um, and I do agree that animated movies have been phenomenal. They've done amazing oh. with the animated movies. So, Presby Panda, <clears throat> so my intro to uh, Black Adam was. Uh, Superman and Shazam versus Black Adam. Yeah. So that's my introduction to the character. Animated movie. Go watch it if you guys haven't it's seen so, it. It's Freaking so good. good. I, I, I didn't even know Black Adam existed before I watched that movie, and I watched him go toe-to-toe -to -toe with Shazam and Superman at the same time and hold his own as a villain, as a legitimate villain. Yeah. And I was like, dude, they're going to do a movie about this guy? This is going to be sweet. The Rock's yeah. playing him? Heck yeah, dude. I'm down. But like I said, I, I enjoyed the movie. I, I'm glad I went and saw it in the theater. I really like how The Rock is like he was going hard in the paint for Black Adam and for the DCEU and yeah. for Henry Cavill as Superman. I appreciate his like his gusto for for the character and stuff like that. I, I can yeah. really appreciate that. It's phenomenal to see someone been that passionate about it and passionate about it. like not not to throw any shade at anyone else, but to some of the stuff had been like throwing stuff around. Like the thing that comes to mind is something like Ben Affleck's Batman. Mm -hmm. Where like he was so up and down about playing the character, so up and down about whether he was coming back, is he doing this, yeah. is he not doing to the point of like I just stopped caring. I don't care about him. To literally anymore, see but... someone like The Rock who has been waiting to play this role for like eight years, who has mm -hmm. been in this corner of like no DC can be amazing, who fought to get Henry Cavill back in as Superman, all this stuff, like it's good to see someone passionate about it. Um, my rating would probably be the similar to yours. It probably would have been closer to a six have when I came out of it. <clears throat> yeah. But I always like to give myself a few days to kind of mull over and see, like, do I keep thinking about the movie as the thoughts I keep thinking about? And I did over the next couple of days. Did find myself kind of thinking about some of the really cool moments from the movie, some of the moments of like the way the Rock carried himself as Black Adam and different stuff. So I would probably give this about a seven. Like into okay. seven at least. Um, I definitely, I do not think the critic score is warranted. I do not no. think it is even close to that bad as forty percent. Is like no, that it's is, not that. It is not way that better than that. I do think the ninety-one percent is way overshooting how good it is. Yeah, it is not that good. Like if you start to get into the nineties for me, you're starting to talk Infinity War and Endgame level stuff. 
and not Black yet. Adam by no means was anything no. close to that. It's definitely not. Um, yeah. It's definitely my second favorite comic book movie of the year. Yep. Um, as I said to you, the Batman obviously came out at the start of the year. It's definitely number one comic book movie mm-hmm. for me. Obviously, we're not including yep. Black Panther. Black Panther's not released. It doesn't release for like two weeks. So mm-hmm. bear that in mind that we've not seen the final comic book movie of the year yet. Yeah. Um, which, come back and check us out for that in a couple of weeks. We will be reviewing that as well. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> but um, talking specifically what's released up to this point, I'm talking like last movie we went to see was like before black adam was like thor love and thunder you know it's like dc has taken this year at the moment yeah i the cross that came out of endgame in 2019 would not believe you (laughs) if you had told me we had went to see doctor strange multiverse of madness and thor love and thunder this year Mm -hmm. and the batman and um, Black Adam for the top two yeah. comic book movies that we've seen I would not have believed it for yeah. the life of me but here we are yep it's like and Black Adam was good and like you said I think Black Adam might be one of my favourite DCEU movies mm-hmm. um, for the DCEU like I enjoyed movies like I liked Man of Steel I th- that's my see that's my favourite that's, that's my favorite DCEU movie. I think it was kind of close to that. I think Man of Steel yeah. was better for me. Um, I honestly preferred it to Zack Snyder's Justice League. Man of Steel? I, yeah, I think I preferred okay. that to that, definitely. Um, Black Adam's definitely up there with them mm-hmm. compared to some of the competition. Like I, I thought Batman v Superman was utter trash. Oh yeah. If you if you guys loved it, more power to you. I thought it was trash. The original Justice League with Josh Whedon in charge of it was utter trash. Yeah. Aquaman, I was not a fan of it. I can understand what people either. were, but like I was not a fan. Wonder yeah. Woman eighty four was trash. Wonder Woman, the original one, was okay. Was okay. Yeah. Like people gave it massive praise. I thought it was a decent origin story. It wasn't anything yeah. phenomenal to me. Struggle. Um, it had the same villain problem, I think, that Black Adam does. It's just not that compelling of a villain. Yeah, which is really, really sad because like Harvest was like eighties. You're literally yeah. doing the God of War. Come on. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Black Adam's villain. Although I did say this to you after I think I Marco Polo'd you, and when I came out, and I was like, DC fans can never talk about a freaking Marvel villain ever again <laughs> after the villain in Black Adam. A yeah. more throwaway villain there has not been. Like it yeah. was. It was. Pathetic. It was bad. But it, like, it was to set up, all of it was to set up Black Adam. Yeah. That that was the whole point and the whole purpose of it. Um, yeah. But yeah, I, I honestly came out of this, came out of it like, eh, it was average. And then the days later, it was one of those ones that took me by surprise. I found myself thinking about clips and scenes from it and thinking about, oh, that was actually kind of cool. And I'm like, yeah, <clears throat> more than I like thought I, I would. I think the whole scene with when Dr. Fate is fighting the villain and he's buying time mm. to break to at the same time simultaneously break Black Adam out of Amanda Waller's prison. Yeah. I, I thought that whole scene was really cool. Really, can we just really say cool. that, can we just say this? You kinda of said it already, but Pierce Brosnan as Doctor Fate Dude. stole this movie. Oh, hundred percent. I see if you'd asked me before any of the stuff came out about this, about who was playing who who I'd want to play Dr. Fate, I don't think Pierce Brosnan would ever have crossed my mind. Mm-hmm. But he's one of the guys that I literally look at and I'm like, okay, if you want to talk about a list of perfectly cast comic book movie characters, 
Yeah. I think Doctor Fate was perfectly cast. Pierce Brosnan was phenomenal in yeah. the role. He was so good, and I, and I'm kind of glad he outshone Doctor Strange's movie. Yeah. Because honestly, the character is a lot better and a lot more powerful than Strange. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's that's what people have been saying. Yeah, if and you like, I, if you like Doctor honest, Strange, Doctor Fate is like that on steroids. You know what I mean? So I. Th- I think the DCEU, one thing that they do really good is costuming for their for their superheroes. I think they, they in some instances, they do that way better than Marvel Marvel does. Because mm-hmm. I, I feel like Marvel tries to, like, real-worldize their costumes a lot, and it takes a lot of the, of the comic mystique out of the comics. Um, yeah. But I'm looking at Dr. Fate's costume in this movie, and I, in my opinion, it's one of the best comic book comic book to movie costumes like transition uh, that i've ever seen that the costume is gorgeous it's absolutely beautiful yeah he did phenomenal he was he was amazing as dr Faye. i thoroughly enjoyed pierce brosnan my only critique for it and i'm not versed in dr Faye and how a lot of it worked for that stuff i've never been a big Mm -hmm. on reading the magic side of stuff on comics it's just never been something that appealed to me greatly yeah He'd done the Hollywood actor thing of constantly taking the helmet off. Yeah, yeah. He constantly took it off, and it's like, no, like when that helmet's on, it's like, it's not like, oh, he gets powers. It's like, no, he's essentially possessed. Yeah. By basically a deity level being. Mm-hmm. So the fact he can just go boom and just take it off and like. If, when he's not in costume and he's like on the ship and stuff like that, fair enough. I'll like I'll let yeah. that go because Pierce Brosnan's a well-paid actor. Yeah, you know that wants to get his face out there. Of course he does, but he's literally walking around in costume with the helmet under his arm. I'm like, <laughs> put your freaking helmet on. You're in costume, dude. Yeah. Like, if you want to do it on the ship and whatever, and have him like come out of being Doctor Fate, fair enough. But like, yeah, it's like the whole dude. Tony Stark and Captain America thing all over again. <laughs> but they're not possessed by you know supernatural beings but. but that's the thing that's the thing that makes it worse if that was just like an artistic choice like fair enough you want to get him to show off his face okay we'll take the helmet off but I'm like no there's literally a reason why the helmet generally stays on it's because it's yeah. not him in control mm-hmm. um, it's like that's my only thing for Doctor Fate with that um, but he definitely stole it for me mm-hmm. let's talk then about Black Adam himself yeah the Rock has been waiting to play this role it was officially announced 8 years ago, it's been waiting to play Mm -hmm. it for probably over a decade Mm -hmm. what did you think of Dwayne Johnson as Black Adam? so out of all of the the people that have come out of the WWE that have come out of the wrestling world that have gone into acting, you know I think John Cena Dave Bautista, you know The Rock Sheamus and Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles although I won't, I won't that, that whatever I, I, I um, like Seamus I'm not going to hold that movie against him <laughs> I like Seamus but, but um, I, in my opinion he's my or I keep saying in my opinion I'm, it's obviously my opinion I'm, I'm saying it he's my favorite out of all of them like I think he's a I think he's a good actor I, I don't think he's great I think he's good he's definitely mm-hmm. better than John Cena and Batista again in my opinion yeah um, I think in this movie there was something weird about the way that he was like you said, you know, before we started, either it was the way he was written or the way that he was trying to portray the character. 
he he had this in in one of the interviews before um I heard an interview he said he was trying he watched a lot of Clint Eastwood um uh Eastwood um westerns and he's a huge fan of westerns and he loves Clint Eastwood and he was trying to channel <laughs> you know dirty harry almost into the character I see where he was trying to go with that but in doing that he lost some of his natural charisma that he has I think and it came across like not boring is not the word I would use but flat like his character came across flat in a lot of scenes and it was off-putting when doctor when a lot of the cast in the same scene as you are, are like overshadowing you and you're the main man that's not that's not a good look but that's the thing like we talked about like Doctor Who was the best thing in it and I'm like he should not have been outshining like The Rock was a perfect casting choice for Black mm-hmm. Adam in my opinion I thought it was a really mm-hmm. great casting choice for that yeah um, oh yeah Space Hobo by the way we're going to get to that like this, the rest of the Justice Society trust me we're going to get to them I have some opinions <laughs> about them um, <clears throat> I think The Rock was a great casting choice I, I think he was perfect for playing this sort of superpowered character at the level of Black Adam. I think he's got the the physique to pull it off. He's got the acting chops to pull it off enough. You know, The Rock makes it big in Hollywood and has been making more money than anyone, but it's because he's very selective. Mm-hmm. I don't think he's like one of the best actors ever or anything, but I think no. he's good enough and knows what his strengths lie. To yeah. pick the movies where he can shine the best and yeah. make it look like he's so much better, which is honestly one of the best things about you looking at a good actor is like they know what roles to go for, they know yeah. what to pick and choose what fits them best. <clears throat> I do agree that I feel like there's some parts where he was flat here. Yeah, he tried to come across very. I think he was trying to go for stoic kind of yeah. badass like staring off into the distance but his face was like no pun intended rock solid for the whole yeah. thing yeah like he didn't show much emotion mm-hmm. and it, like there's a scene where he's talking about the death of his son mm-hmm. and like there's no emotion coming through and I'm like yeah I think I said it to you before we came on stream it makes me think of taking something like Will Smith when he was put in After Earth yeah, you are taking one of the most naturally charismatic men in Hollywood and sapping all the emotion out of it yeah it's like the way he played Black Adam like it came across like no emotion from one of the most charismatic men like mm-hmm. from watching him when I used to watch WWE as a you know, kid teenager when he was in mm-hmm. there all the way through Hollywood that man has done nothing but ooze charisma and this big moment came and I'm like and there was none of that charisma coming through which is not Black Adam if you go to Black Adam from the comics or even from the movie you mentioned earlier the the animated one that is so uh, Will Smith was a writer on After Earth though I I know (laughs) it's like Delaroth I know he was he got shamalized during that movie 100% Shyamalan does that to, he does that to people like he just saps stuff out of them it's like even if he was a writer on that like the charisma was ripped out but then again right. in saying that like The Rock had so much sway in this movie to the point of he's now like helping shape the DC Studios movies yeah I mean he's basically a producer over all his DCU I mean the thing is like you look at movies like movies that he's previously done and even franchises like look at Fast and the Furious I know the, those movies get hate but his character, Hobbs, 
is an interesting character, and he plays him with a ton of charisma. And yeah. he's really good, and he's really good in those movies. You look at Pain he's and Gain. He's stoic. He's badass, it, but he has a charisma it, coming through. It's like yeah, yeah it's all look mixed pa- together. Pain and Gain. You know, look at CIA. Look at other guys. Like he, he, obviously, Black Adam is not a comedy movie, and he's not playing a comedic comedic role in this. But but Black Adam is, like, is a charismatic he, character. Though. Yeah, he's charismatic, right? The Rock is a charismatic person, and I really wish they don't have to make him like super hey, you know, type deal. But like it play off the rock's charisma like that's his deal that's who he is like play into that a little bit even if you have to stretch the character a little bit to fit into the rock which i don't know if they would have had to do that but just allow his charisma to come through a little bit in the black adam character man i really wish they would have done that and it would have done way better in my opinion i think the biggest thing and better than that the is a kelly's heel yeah to a certain extent it's like they can have a darker tone to stuff and I still think they could have let the charisma come through because like Henry Cavill Superman I would say has charisma to him even though it's not like jokey ha 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 sort of but yeah my issue with Black Adam I think I think The Rock was the perfect choice for him I think he was a great casting choice to play Black Adam I think he has enough chops to pull it off Yeah, I think he had too much control or he was pandered to too much this is my opinion, this is me just saying this, I've not read anything or anything like that, this is my thing I think he was pandered to a lot because at the time when he got when he announced this he was basically becoming one of the biggest names in Hollywood one of the hardest working names of like movie after movie every year Yeah, yeah. and they wanted him on board because from what I I read at the time when it was announced he was offered Black Adam or Shazam Mm -hmm. he chose Black Adam Mm -hmm. from that get go he kept talking about Black Adam as the Mm anti-hero which in certain comics he is yeah it was announced like 15 years ago but but like he is an anti-hero in certain comics but Black Adam has shone best and comes through best and most people know him as a villain yeah he's a bad guy he was meant to be the villain in Shazam mm-hmm. and then they announced that Black Adam would begin his own movie that's the moment I think the problem started mm. because I don't think The Rock either they didn't want him to excuse me or he wasn't willing to play, play a villain they didn't want to do that because he's been almost typecast. He's the big, heroic, charming sort of guy. So to play a full villain, I don't think they were willing to pull the trigger on that. And I think that affected this movie because I don't think they knew what to do with him. They started it off as him being a villain. They started it off with him not caring about the people and like you know the guards when he's released all that military force like he wipes them out yeah you know what I mean like full blown and I honestly thought oh crap we're doing this like we're literally going full villain he's like wiping people out without a second thought Mm -hmm. but I think they spent the movie trying to convince us he's not going to be an anti-hero like no 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 he's more than that yeah and it's like you know like, and the reason I know that is because they spent the whole movie with him going I'm not a hero. Yeah, and I'm like, I'm not. I'm not a hero. 
why are you saying the catchphrase the kid said then? Yeah. Why are you trying to be better and remove the selfishness from it? Like, if you're going to be a villain or you're going to play this completely that direction, mm-hmm. do it. Yeah. Go I for think- it. Lean into it. If you're going to play him as the anti-hero guy, lean into it. I think they were too scared to go either way. Yeah, I agree. I also think, kind of piggybacking off what you just said, I think that Adriana, uh, that lady and her son, that whole subplot to me, I just I felt like it took away from the 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 not the I was gonna say the virality of the movie, but like the movie was headed in a direction, and I feel like that. That whole thing where you know they're trying to get him to not be the villain, and he's like, "I am a, I'm, you know, I'm not the hero, but you're a good guy, but I'm not the hero." That whole thing like just slowed the movie down for me, and it like it it wasn't important in my, it wasn't important to the plot. I don't think it it didn't do anything. I liked her and what they were trying to do with her. Yeah. And the role, I completely forgot her name, but yeah. Um, Adriana, Adriana, yeah. um, Adriana. I think she was. I think she was interesting. She got my attention, and I did find myself sitting the whole time wondering, is that who's going to become his wife? Because Black Adam does have a wife in the comics. Yeah, like I like modern day, and I was like, is that going to end up being her role? Is she going to end up ruling alongside him essentially? Yeah. Um. I will be honest, like, the kid could have fit into that, but I really feel like they were trying to push the whole kid sidekick thing. Yeah. With him. and doing like, that a lot. And it was like, it felt like, like, even trying to give him a catchphrase, like, that whole scene, like, when he's running down the stairs and, like, Black Adam is just flowing, and it's like, they're just talking. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, why are you talking to this kid? Why do you care? This kid's like running after you, trying to turn you into a, a a hero, and trying to say you need to do this, and you're going to be the protector of Kandak, and you can do this and that, and it's like you are so being forced to be the the kid sidekick. Yeah, and it's like it's really slowing him down. You are not needed. Mm-hmm. Like <clears throat> we don't need you as an emotional plot point in this, especially with the reveal we got later. Because you can black that him. I think that's the biggest difference between the animated and live action is a willingness to take risks in the storytelling. Absolutely. Yeah. Like, I would have loved to see The Rock go full villain in this. Show me in the villain. Like, at the end of the movie, like, spoilers, by the way, if anyone's not caught that yet, we're doing a full spoiler review. <laughs> um, the end of the movie, he smashes the throne. One of the most classic Black Adam images from the comics. Yeah. One that The Rock emulated on one of the posters. Yeah. Was him sitting, like, he even did it in the movie. He put one foot, like, close to it and one foot stretched out, sitting back in the throne. Yeah. Like, not even like I'm tense in the throne, like, I'm relaxing. This is where I belong. And I'm like, yeah. oh, snap, we're actually going to get it. <laughs> and then he flies up and smashes it. And I'm like, it doesn't need a ruler, it needs a protector. I'm like, you're freaking both! <laughs> That's what you do. It's like, Why I not both? <clears throat> I describe it like um, Doctor Doom. Like, Black Adam in Takanda is what Doctor Doom is um, to Laveria. Yeah. I'm like, 
he's a bad guy, he is a villain, but see if you ask anybody in Latveria, Doctor Doom is the best thing ever. He rules them. Yeah. With grace and love. These are his people. He takes care of them. Yeah. That's what Kandak is. Like, even the whole end credit thing where Amanda Waller's like, that's where you stay, you don't leave here. And I'm like, no, no, no. It's the opposite. Mm-hmm. It's like, don't you dare enter his freaking country yeah. without his permission. <laughs> if you enter without his permission, you better have a dang good reason for it. That whole thing with that at the end credit scene with her, I'm like, dude, what are you going to do if he, if oh, he yeah. to leave? Like, what are you going to do? Can, can I talk about that as well, briefly? Because we're kind of hitting that now because I've mentioned that. Yeah. Why is Amanda Waller in this movie? I know. I know. Why is she calling in the just, Justice Society? They're just shoehorning her into every Why is she calling in the Justice Society? You don't have anything to do with them. You run Task Force X. Why are you... Hey, Mal, how's it going, sir? Good to see you. I'm out. Like, why are you calling in the Justice Society? Why are you calling in Superman? Nick Fury. <laughs> yeah, exactly. The other she's like, she's Nick Fury for the DCEU. And I'm like, but she's not. No. She's a horrible, awful person. Yeah. She's more of a villain than Black Adam in this movie. Yeah. <laughs> but that's it. She's a villain. She's a bad guy. Why yeah, are why any, are of, any the... of them listening? Exactly, Mallet. Like, why are they listening to what? Like, Hawkman, Doctor Fate, Atom Smasher, and Cyclone. I guess are there. But like, like, are you telling me Hawkman and Doctor Fate are taking orders or working with Amanda Waller? What is she going to do if they say no? Yeah. Like, you've got nothing on them, yeah. let alone Black Adam. Like, you stay in your country, and I'm like, or we're going to set Superman on you? It's like, why is he listening to it? Has he got, like, a kryptonite bullet, like, against his head? Like, (coughs) don't get me wrong. He's got a a kryptonite thing in his neck, and if he tries to leave, it'll explode. (laughs) I hope that's the freaking reason, because that's the only one that makes sense. Like, because don't get me wrong, I'm ecstatic that Henry Cavill's back as Superman. I'm so pumped. If you've been listening to us for the last two years, we have not shut up about him coming back as Superman. So the fact that yeah. he is back is amazing. Yeah. All you have to do is take Amanda Waller out of that scene. Yeah. Have Superman have like I heard about this powerful guy, and I'm coming here just to introduce myself and just to like you know don't step out of line. Yeah. Because if you do, I'm gonna have to step in your way. Hey, Bob the Racer! Yeah. Thank you so much for that resub. What's yeah, up, Bob? Appreciate it. Yeah, so Del Roth has mentioned the underwater layer a couple times. I didn't. The only the only thing about that is, I, I guess that was kind of like a prison for super for enhanced individuals, and that's where Waller was keeping him basically permanently, forever. Yeah. The only cool thing I liked about that scene was the fact of what surface from Suicide Squad and Peacemaker showed up. Oh, that was her. Yeah, it's hardcore. Yeah. Which I'm not surprised because James Gunn runs the stuff now and that's his wife, yeah. so... Yeah, that is his wife. Which, honestly... Bravo, James. <laughs> I mean... Good on you, man. Yeah, I mean, she's a good-looking woman. Good. It's like, I don't blame him for casting her and everything. Um, but yeah, it's like... 100%, though, it's like... This whole underwater base is like... So we just happen to have this prison... To store someone that's superpowers like him... 
But only if he says Shazam doesn't have his Black Adam powers anymore, then we're screwed. So James is going to save the DCEU. I freaking I hope so. I, I hope so, man. Like, but we were saying, like, you know, the DCEU prides, prides, tries to pride itself in being the darker, more mature version of Marvel. And yeah, that's not going to happen with James Gunn at the helm. But at the, same, but at the same time, they've not exactly been succeeding so far, so maybe they need a change. Yeah. <laughs> uh, wish they showed more of the people inside the pods. That would have been really cool scene. Yes, because like yeah, as far I as agree. we as far as we're aware, it's just this big underwater facility for him. Mm-hmm. Like they showed nothing else of it. Like show us who else is down there. Yeah. It's like one peacemaker episode at a time. <laughs> <laughs> oh gosh. You know what, by the way, like he brought out one of the best superhero shows of the year with Peacemaker, if not the best superhero show, barring like stuff like The Boys and stuff. Like yeah, Peacemaker I, might literally be one of the top two or three shows, superhero shows of the year. So like I can't it's, say it's anything. really good. I I think for me, <laughs> uh, John Cena. I like the show. I enjoyed the show, but his acting ability. Um, Oh, he's he's not a phenomenal actor, but yeah. I think I think it worked in the show because I think they played into that, and I think they lean into re- his strengths, and they gave him a that. really strong cast around him to work yeah, with yeah. it. So I think they made it work. But Peacemaker was I did not expect good. to care about that show, and I loved every episode of it. Yeah, yeah, it was good. That he's cringy, but that's on purpose. Like exactly, I think they played into that. He does cringy comedy stuff, but I think we I think James Gunn leaned into that with him, and they yeah. made it really work. Yeah, the Batman with that old man name. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely, Bob. Um, but yeah, so like overall, I think like The Rock was a good choice, as I was saying. But I'm like, I th- yeah. I think they didn't go the right direction with that. I think we, I think you nailed it though. I think he had too much creative control, and people didn't want to tell him no. I think and he got it, uh, people didn't I, want to say no to him, and he didn't want to play a full blown villain. Because even when he I, got announced, he started saying, "Oh, he's an anti hero," and I'm like I'm sitting yeah. watching him, like, no, he's not. Well, I also feel he's a like villain. He, <laughs> he's a bad guy. He, he he did a lot of like, um, what do you call it when you get uh, people together and say, "Hey, does do you like this or this or this or this?" Like focus group type stuff. Yeah. And he did a lot of like test screenings and and adjustments, and I think that's good to a point. Like it's good to listen to your audience. Like the audience is going to tell you what they want to see, but at a certain point, you got to make the movie that you're going to make, and you got to make the best movie that you personally can make or you as a collective creative group can make mm-hmm. and i think where they dropped the ball is it was just a it was a committee of one top down and he had way too much input and you know from a writing perspective i really wish they would have leaned more and i we're saying all this just but he he did a, he did a great job i think oh yeah I, that's I think the he thing. did a, you, as good of a job as he could have yeah and if you've missed the start of this i think we both ranked it about a six or a seven like i yeah. I enjoyed the movie i found myself thinking the good parts over and over again yeah like in the days following i don't think it was bad by any means it was one of the yeah. better superhero movies of the year yeah one of the better superhero projects of the year you know easily and yeah, I never even thought about that, Delaroth. I've got two ex-WWE wrestlers in the DCEU now with John Cena and The Rock. Yeah. Black Adam versus Peacemaker at some point. <clears throat> um, they did a lot of killing, so not as strict a good guy. Yeah. Um, of course, they also made Superman on Murdery too. Yeah, we were saying that, Mallet, like it looked like they were leading into a villain, but they also had those moments like where, like, oh, I'm not a hero. Then stop trying a catchphrase that the kid gave you. Like, you know what I yeah. mean? Come on. Yeah. 
That felt very Thor Love and Thundery to me. Yeah. <laughs> but it's like, it wasn't perfect, but I Eat think it did. hammer! <laughs> so bad, dude. All right, I, I'm going to go out on a limb and say uh, Thor Love and Thunder is probably one of the worst movies I've seen in the past 10 years. There we go. I said it. That was bad. Not, def- not comic book movie, movie. It's awful. It was it's really awful. Bad. And if you liked it, more power to you. See, if you told me Thor awful. was going to be the worst movie, superhero movie this year, like, of all the choices here, like, I've got Black Adam, I've got Doctor Strange, and you think Thor, one of the guys I really was looking forward to, was going to be the worst one I watched. Like, I would not have believed you, but no. here we are. 2022 yeah. has been a hell of a ride. <laughs> it really has. Dude. All sorts so, of stuff's happened this year. All right, so we talked about we talked about The Rock as Black Adam. Yeah. Do I talk, talk about, about the rest of the Justice Society? Yeah, yeah, let's talk about the Justice Society a bit. What? Obviously, we've talked about Dr. Fate a tad. You and I are both huge fans. Pierce yeah. did an amazing job, crushed it. Again, probably one of my favorite... No, my was my favorite part of the movie was Dr. Fate. Yeah, Dr. Fate no was question. amazing, easily. Yeah, like what about, that was that was best casting of the whole thing. Like he's up oh, there yeah. with like some he's up there with like freaking D'Onofrio as Kingpin and J.K. Simmons mm-hmm. as freaking J. Jonah Jameson for me. Like that's one of the best comic book castings they've ever done. Pierce yeah, Brosnan, really I would good. not have thought and, again. Good. It's everything about the character, right? It's you know when he has his helmet on, it's the voice, his voice. It's like that modulated, deeper pitch, like almost magical sounding way that they did his voice, his costume. The way that he interacted with the Justice Society, he, you know, the way that he actually just held himself, like when he when he doesn't have his costume on and he's just oh sitting yeah, in the he chair, just like you can tell he's so loaded. Soul. You can tell he's smart. He's loaded, but he doesn't say anything, like or he doesn't say a lot, right? Yeah, he's he just very, carries like, himself you know, so well, and it's like man, it it's it's just so good. It's so good. I just I want a Doctor Fate movie now. But all right, sorry, it's sidetracked. So what about what about the other people? So we have Hawkeye, we have Cyclone, and um, Adam Smasher. No, Hawkman. Hawkeye's in it. Another. Oh yeah, Hawkman is what I meant, not Hawkeye. Sorry. Hawkeye's a very very different thing. <laughs> <laughs> if you want to just looking for Hawkeye, you're going to get a hell of a fright. <laughs> do, do I just do? I just... just do it. I didn't like the rest of the Justice Society. Yep. I. Atom Smasher and Cyclone were freaking pointless. Mm. I feel like they were thrown in here to just throw in other characters. Atom Smasher at least was given some stuff to do, albeit not a lot. Mm-hmm. Cyclone, like, I'm going to throw some wind at them. Ooh. <laughs> that was the extent of her character. Yeah, She didn't yeah. get anything beyond that, except there was, might have been a flirty thing between her and Adam Atom Smasher. Because, yeah, like, it was definitely there. Because, yeah. oh, you're both young characters, let's get you two doing a little romance, because that will grab people's attention. And it just... it They did nothing with it, so it was pointless. Yeah, Atom Smasher was there to kneel on Black Adam and give them false hope they'd won at some point. And for Black Adam to burst out of the ground and knock out a giant mm-hmm. to give him more badass credibility. Yeah. Yeah, that's why it was there. That's, that's literally point. why they were there. They gave them nothing else to do. Yeah, I feel like they were trying to get a thing into Adam Smasher. Yeah. yeah, I feel like they were doing that. Yeah. They were obviously building up characters because, like, oh, we're going to do a GSA movie possibly, so here's some of the characters that could be in it. Yeah. They killed yeah. the best character. Yeah. <laughs> Hawkman, oh, he's definitely going to be back. Hawkman, I am, I am so split on. Um, because first of all, his costuming was fucking amazing. 
Dude, awesome. Hawkman looked fantastic. His little, his little, uh, what is it? His mace, the wings coming out, the helmet, like, it looked amazing. Yeah. I couldn't give two tosses about Hawkman from the comics, but you made me Mm. think that is a badass looking character. Yeah, yeah. Which is, like, the whole point, like, he should look that freaking good. They didn't give anything about his background, though. No, they did nothing. Literally nothing. Which I feel like they were doing... Yeah, the Delaroth, the morning star changing to the axe. Morning I did star, not expect that, and it like it was so good. Yeah, it was, was so awesome. badass. But yeah, they're definitely setting up for a movie, and I think we'll get more of Hawkman in that because Hawkman's leading the GSA. Like, okay, mm-hmm. yeah, we're going to try and push Hawkman. Apparently, I did not like the way his character was done in this. Mm-hmm. I will give him credit. There's definite scenes like I love the relationship with him and Doctor Fate when they were talking to each other. Yeah. But the whole point of his role came across as nothing but commentary to me. And I said this to you, and it's like, I see this in here, and I might see it more than a lot of people, because um, obviously, if you can't tell, I'm not American. I'm Scottish. I live here in the States. Um, I know, I I hide it so well. But the commentary, the... Is it Andrea? Adriana. Adriana. Uh, makes when she even says it to Hawkman herself. Um, thought Cross was from Jersey. <laughs> yeah. I, I was t- detecting a Mid Eastern, I mean, Mid Eastern United States accent. There. I was going to say Middle Eastern has a whole other accent <laughs> that I ain't been able to do. Um, but yeah, like they kind of co- topped it on her, and it's like when she said it, I was like, oh, that's what they're doing. They're trying to put across the whole um, Americans are in the sense of jackasses like imperialism type thing the whole imperialism thing because like we've been here and we've been impressed for so many years and no one has came to save us but all Mm -hmm. of a sudden a superpowered person comes that could be a threat to you Mm -hmm. and you show up to take over and save us yeah and we don't want you to do that okay so we're pushing the whole imperialist stuff but like that's that became Hawkman's character Mm mm-hmm the whole time like even after like the emotional stuff with Black Adam's backstory and him talking to Hawkman and telling him about himself like his whole character became you're coming with us yeah because you can't be allowed to be here you have to say Shazam and come with us and it's kind of like and I'm thinking it in my head as well because I'm like says who Mm -hmm. what right do you have to just walk into Kandak and just order this man to say Shazam like, Which, by the way, can I can I say the the unshazamed Black Adam, like uh, the the regular looking dude rock? Besides the fact that that was some dodgy CGI, he looks better than like ninety nine percent of anyone any dude on this planet. He didn't look that much different. <laughs> he was definitely smaller because they're all I'm like, is that supposed massive? to be like just like a like <coughs> a regular guy? <laughs> but. It's one of those things, like, the whole thing with that, like, walking in there, I, like, I get the whole thing of, like, he's meant to be a threat. I get the whole thing that he's dangerous. They've got techs that Kandak doesn't have, which, why does Kandak not have those? Um, You know what I mean? It's like, it's the whole thing of, like, he's a threat and he can do this. And I'm like, coming from the country that literally has Superman. Yeah. Like, the most dangerous being on the planet. Like, he could literally tear through the planet if he wanted without a second thought. Mm-hmm. But no, we need to come and stop this guy because he's dangerous. Like, yeah. I'm like, because of one thing that happened five thousand years ago that has been passed down, and I'm like, 
We're not going to come in, we're not going to have a conversation, we're not going to try and find out what he's all about. No, we're just going to come in and try and depower him and put him in prison. Like, what? You know what I mean? It's like, it's, but that was his whole character. And I'm like, do something more with Hawkman. It's like, you're, you've got the start of a really great character here. Do yeah. something with him. He was definitely one note. He was definitely one note. Like, that was his whole thing until the very end of the movie. And it was like, no, it just doesn't come across the right way for me. It's just kind of like, do something different. Like, have him try. He's meant to be the leader. Have him try to reach out. Have him try to reason. Have him try to talk to him. Yeah. Especially after you get Black Adam's backstory. Mm-hmm. You know, the the whole thing of he's not the defender of Kandak. He's basically a broken father. Yeah. Who tore down a country. Mm-hmm. You know, and was sealed away. Like, delve into that and talk to him. No, we're not yeah. going to do that. So, <sighs> we're just going to take him in and put him in prison. Yeah. Yeah, that's a good question, Space Hobo. Where the heck has Justice Society been in the midst of everything else that's happened in this universe? Yeah. Look. Yeah, I don't uh, understand how they got Black Adam as a threat and say, it's a three nobodies and yeah. an old man. Well, like, in, one, in what world would we say that Hawkman could hold his own against Black Adam? If Black Adam is legitimately almost just as powerful as Superman, yeah. in what universe would a one-on-one v one fight Hawkman and Adam, uh, Black Adam, be believable? The only one of JSA that stood a chance in my mind was Fate. Oh yeah, Doctor Fate, no doubt. because of his level of magic, is the only one that stands a chance. Like Hawkman is like walking into a slaughter. That's what he's walking into. Yeah, like he would get beat on. in literally <laughs> half a second. It's like I just. I want to see more of Hawkman. I hope we do get a JSA movie. I hope we get a JSA movie where we get to explore his character because we're on a really good start with this. And yeah. I'm really intrigued to see what they cherry pick from his 14 backstories, you know, as like yeah. for the comics and to make something cool. And But honestly, half the battle for him is just the fact that the costume looked absolutely amazing. I just, I oh, get, I, I'm never going to get over that. Like, uh, so all right, good. yeah. So. That the costume in general, the costuming in, in general in this movie was phenomenal. Like even, even Adam Smasher. You look at Doctor Fate. You look at Hawkman, Black Adam. Maybe not Cyclone as much, um, but all the others. All the others. Man, the costuming was phenomenal. It was so good. It was so good. Absolutely. Yeah, JSA World Police Stellar. Mm-hmm. I'd, I'd be down for that. Only to find a way to bring Fate back. Yeah, they're gonna bring him back, man. They, they have to. I like Hawkman's suit, but I wanted him to have real wings. Like, yeah, it'd have been really cool if they had real wings, but like, yeah, I can see why they didn't. Cheaper on the CGI yeah. budget if they just come out during battles. Yeah, Adam Smasher's uh, mask was very uh, Deadpool esque, but I still, I still liked it. Yeah, I think it worked for him. Like, they can work on that. I'm like, you know what? Two, two out of the four had amazing costumes. I'm only work with that at least, you know. Yeah, but. <clears throat> Something I was really glad that they included in this, and I wasn't sure if they were going to, was his origin of getting the power, like the whole wizards of Shazam. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And even like how in Shazam it's just the one wizard, how it was all the old wizards came to find the champion. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I was, because he was getting his own movie, I really was questioning if they were going to give him Shazam's powers in that sense, or if they were going to make something else up. Yeah. And I'm really glad they went with the Shazam powers. Mm-hmm. 
and because it still gives me hope that we'll see Shazam and Black Adam face off at some point. So would Shazam be able to hold his own against Black Adam? Or Legitimate... is Black Adam like way more powerful than Shazam alone? Technically, by power wise, it should be equal because they've been granted the same powers. Mm-hmm. At the same time. I think Shazam is probably going to be in the weaker stages mm-hmm. against Black Adam just from the sheer experience Black <clears throat> Adam's a lot more unforgiving and a lot more willing to push the boundaries, go over the line yeah, and be more violent whereas you've got Shazam who is a lot more heroic, doesn't really push in that direction, not to mention the fact of like even though his body and his powers are equal in that sense it's still a kid's mind yeah that's true so I would probably wholeheartedly I would wholeheartedly um, give it to Black Adam in that sense yeah well the question that is Odell are saying have they though is that Black Adam got his powers off the black market let's talk about that twist in the backstory I wasn't expecting I don't know if that's from the comics mm-hmm. um, if it is I wasn't aware of it but the whole thing of like the champion that was originally chosen was actually Black Adam's son mm-hmm and okay am I the only one that it didn't make sense yeah I wasn't following that part nope Perkisaurus got timed out there don't know why <laughs> check um, I called Rock being the dad immediately voice was right in there yeah it was in there in hindsight Delaro, but yeah I, I didn't expect it I wasn't expecting it to have a twist right in it to be completely honest you made a bad pun. <laughs> you made a bad pun. You got things out. Sorry, Perky. Yeah, it's not showing me. Sorry about that. If, if we could try and get him on band, that'd be nice. But yeah. <laughs> Whoops. Yeah, I don't like the champions able to give the powers out to other people. Yeah, Mallet. That was the thing that got me. <clears throat> there you go, Perky. You should be back. Sorry about that. <laughs> Don't know what you said, oh, but apparently our bot didn't like it. He said, I thought he got his powers from Wish.com. Ba-doom-tsh. Really? Did it count Wish.com as a link and then banned him? Yep. Oh, uh, sorry about that, Perky. Apparently Wish.com thought you were trying to share a link. <laughs> Typed you out. <laughs> That's amazing. And uh, the new Shazam movie, I don't think that Shazam could ever take Black Adam. Yeah, like, I got to see, like, Shazam Fury of the Gods trailer before it and I'm like yeah I don't think he'd be able to hold his own against them yeah yeah Mallet it's like it's one of those weird things like the champion is chosen and given the powers by the wizard but like Shazam I can almost kind of let it go because it's this whole thing of like he's got the wizard staff he's now like the one that holds the whole power of eternity there at the rock of eternity because the wizard's gone and he wasn't like giving up his powers he was splitting it into other people so I'm like there's a way to write around that for Shazam I feel mm-hmm. I, with Black Adam it was literally just a case of the sun just went Shazam and the lightning bolt hit and like it moved over to person mm-hmm. there is no context to that being a thing Yeah. why it wouldn't just yeah, turn I was him confused. Back, why it didn't just turn him back that. into a kid why it would transfer into him and make him a character like that yeah I have literally seen Shazam in the comics grab onto someone and yell Shazam to use the lightning as an attack mm-hmm. because it's a lightning bolt that strikes him. I've literally seen that take yeah. place in the comics. 
and I'm like <clears throat> not to mention the fact of like he transferred it to his dad why yeah why his dad's being hunted and I'm like so giving his like I as soon as he handed the powers over he got shot and I'm like I'm not surprised <laughs> hey the guy has been kicking our asses for like how long we're just gonna yeah and kill him now he's got to do the powers I'm like yeah I, I feel like that was like yes he can just That's do that an oversight <clears throat> Shazam is always up in current affairs absolutely <laughs> But like, I'm just kind of like, okay, that's one of those things where it's like, for me, yeah, we just have to kind of roll with that. Yeah. It, it was a cool twist that made sense because it was kind of like he came out of the thing, like, well, it explained because I questioned that, like, when they, where they got Black Adam and like let him out, I was like, why is he here? Mm-hmm. We saw him destroy the temple, like, why is he in here? Like, oh, that makes sense. The wizards imprisoned him because he was too much of a threat. Yeah. He was abusing the powers. He's using him in anger. Why is he doing that? Because he's an angry father. He's not the kid that's trying to be a hero and save everyone. He's an angry father yeah. that was out for revenge. Yeah. Also, when Black Adam comes out in the modern day, he's like, this isn't my home. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, that feels really weird because why wouldn't he have a connection to Kandak? Because the whole thing of Black Adam, like, he loves his country. That's what he does. He rules it. Yeah. And I'm like, okay, that makes sense. I don't think it was needed. You know, yeah, that, the, I, I think that I was again not knowing a whole lot about Black Adam. I was I was a little bit lost during the beginning segments of the movie. Like I didn't I didn't understand how he got his power while I was being transferred from son to dad. I didn't get that whole thing. Yeah, all that stuff. Like I I don't. I feel like it was put in. And I'm like I think they were trying to do a cool twist mm-hmm. to explain all like well the son was a hero. That's why the powers were given the first place. But you know the dad he's not a hero, so he's he's yeah. got the power, so he's going to do bad things with it. And I'm like yeah. No. Like, I don't understand the wizard and Shazam giving Black Adam the same powers when they're two different mythological backstories. This is true as well. Like he gets the powers from the wizards, but like technically his power comes from like the Egyptian gods, if yeah. I believe correctly. Whereas like it's Shazam's more the Greek gods. Mm-hmm. Which I've I've never fully looked into that, to be completely honest. I probably should do it at some point. Yeah. But I'm like but in, in terms of like movie powers like it's, I think it's easier just to come across of like yeah he's got the same powers as Shazam they're related you know it's like it's just it's easier to push it across like that so that's probably why that happened but yeah I feel like that was just kind of shoehorned down and it wasn't necessary in that sense so Nitro what did you think about the villain uh I don't even remember his name. Like, I don't even remember what he did. Like, he was looking for the crown because he wanted to become the devil. Yeah, and raise like, an army of skeleton Sabag, people. thank you, Delaroth. Like Sabag. There we go. Yeah, I don't remember. The, I don't remember the human guy's name, but it's like he became. Sabag. There was a villain. <laughs> yeah. Because <laughs> like there what? was an attempt. There was an attempt. You're like I know, right? It's like. <sighs> Because again, this is one of these things that was shoehorned in. Like the villain was so shoehorned in just to give him someone to fight. Like literally, like because did they need to telegraph who the bad guy was as well? Was that Amir? I don't even remember Delaroth. Yeah, the villain was very shoehorned in. It's like because the thing is, like the whole thing is, they go into the cave. She thinks she's found the cave where the crown is, and then the guys just disappeared. 
and then next thing we know the guy go, the other guy goes to look for him and drops off the mountain dead and it's like oh so he's the bad guy yeah got it which totally like you couldn't even wait until after like he gets out of the cave Ishmael that was it I knew I remembered the name for somewhere and I was like because anytime I hear Ishmael I always think call me Ishmael obviously to start a Moby Dick but like um, literally he's revealed as a bad guy and then it's meant to be a whole thing of like it looks like he gets killed in the rock slide and when he doesn't he goes in the radio it's like you're meant to wait till I get the crown and I get out of there before you do that it's like you did it all wrong it's like is that meant to be a reveal? You've already like revealed like there's no way in the world anyone could have read that first scene and not thought, oh, he's the bad guy. Oh yeah, he's gonna be the bad guy. Yeah. In the comics, I think Black Adam's origin, he was a good man who the wizard Shazam gave powers to, who was corrupted later. I think that was it as well, like because I feel like he was a good man that like that just chose to do this with the powers. Then it was like they can't really just be taken back after they're given like that. Mm-hmm. So like he just kind of had them. With dark magic, was trying to get seven demons. To oh, get that's right. Black it's Adam, they come a powerful demon. My dad, when he disappeared in the cave, <laughs> leaned over and said, "He's the bad guy." <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome. <laughs> that's amazing, Delaro. That's awesome. Um, I love that. But it's like it's like he's a bad guy, but then it's like he just spends the whole movie chasing this freaking crown, yeah. and doing nothing. Yeah. Until he finally gets the crown, and it's like, just like the wizard gave him power, these demons will give me power. So, literally, like, your most quintessential devil looking character you can create yeah. becomes if, if you the did, If you didn't know, we're going to put a giant pentagram on his chest. If you didn't know who the bad guy of the movie was, it's like, see the guy that looks literally like the devil? He's going to get <laughs> red, red skin, and horns, and, <laughs> a, you know, a pentagram. It's like, for everybody in the back, a, a pentagram. In his chest, like, yeah, you know, it's like he's he's the bad guy. I'm like, how did we miss that? And then even like, you could at least have given us a really cool fight scene. Mm-hmm. Can you imagine him and Black Adam, like when Black Adam returns after that whole thing, fighting in the skies of Cl- of Kandak, like fighting into each other and stuff? Yeah. Could you imagine that? <clears throat> Also, as well, was it ever explained, like, the whole thing, like, because the guy arrives back, like, in his sabak form, and he goes to sit in the throne, and they all try to stop him, and then eventually he sits in it, but then Black Adam comes and just removes him from it and just fights him, and I'm like, did we ever yeah. get explained, like, the whole thing of him sitting in the throne? Was it meant to do something? It's so weird, man. Because, like, I, I, don't, I don't feel like it did anything? No, it didn't. Yeah, watching him get split in two was really cool, actually. That was actually really well done. But I'm like, he just, he was there, and then it was like, it was literally just to give Black Adam someone to fight at the end. Yep. It's like I'm trying to look up pictures of him from the movie. Oh. Uh, <laughs> it's, so, it's so funny. It was so bad. I'm like, I, I need to see Black Adam go up against someone better. Yeah. He needs to just go against Superman. Make him more powerful to open up a gateway to hell. Oh, is that what was happening? I literally wasn't sure. Yeah, I felt like there was a prophecy thing that would have explained the throne thing, but it got cut or something. Yeah, it feels like there's a scene missing. Villain McVillain face. <laughs> Villain McVillain. <laughs> uh, the throne didn't seem to have any power attached to it, so that was another wacky MacGuffin for the movie. Yeah, like, yeah. I, I, like I felt like there was anything this whole thing when he sat in it. Because they were really trying to stop him sitting in the throne, and I'm like, is he going to get yeah. like ultimate power? And then he sat in it, and nothing really happened. 
and then he just wasn't in it anymore and it was like he should have been like this is it that's it's it like, it's like that was pointless I mean he did raise those skeletons right when yeah he raised the it. skeletons like because he's like he's got control of the villains of hell and then like, when he was defeated the skeletons all crumbled and I'm like okay and then later, and then later they later, sat him in it <laughs> yeah yeah actually that's what a really good point they I fought to, that part. they fought to get him out of there but like when he rips the head open like when he's got his head at the end they're pinning him to the freaking throne when Black Adam kills <laughs> it's like I forgot that's right so they did I'm like wow uh, yeah if Hawkman held him onto the throne while Black Adam like ripped him apart I this got seat throne, so. where he has ultimate power let's hold him right there while we try to restrain him yeah with all the other Hawkmen that's right because he used Fate's helmet to make all the multiple Hawkmen they held him there that's right oh shoot I totally forgot about that scene because I'm like because the whole thing was meant to be like that's the throne of Kandak that's where the previous king sat and there's not been a king like sitting in it since they've been oppressed yeah so he was like trying to like take power in the throne but like it never actually did anything it was crooked from the CGI <laughs> dude the CGI was, oh, was pretty bad it, it wasn't good it was pretty bad but when they killed him that's the thing that throne like I, I don't think I'm going to forgive him for that one Black Adam yeah. smashing the throne right after doing the iconic scene right after the seat sitting like with the feet in position and sitting back like this is mine Yeah, and then it doesn't need a ruler he's a protector okay but you know everybody's going to look at you as the king anyway everyone already is yeah like Okay, apparently we're oh, okay. <laughs> we're doing this, all right. But yeah, it, I, we're 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 slamming this movie right now. <laughs> like, I feel like we've been slamming this movie for the past like hour. But again, going back to what we originally said, I we both enjoyed this movie. We feel like it's a really good solid uh, entry into the DCEU. Um, yeah, that's the was, thing. Was, I think there were some big issues, though. To be, let's. Oh be yeah, there's big here. issues that have to be talked about. But like, yeah, as I was saying, like, we're we sound like we're slamming this movie. We actually both yeah. really enjoyed this movie. Yeah, yeah I, yeah. I really enjoyed it. The stuff that it got right, it got really good. Really right. I think that's the problem, though. Is like it's easy to talk about the bad stuff because the good stuff is like it's been done before, and it's, like you said, it's not breaking new ground. So it yeah, feels it's like not bringing not a lot of new. stuff to cover. The um, one thing. The one thing that pops into my head that I'm like, oh, that's a cool way to do that, is there's a scene where he's flying, right? Black Adam is flying, and he goes supersonic. Like, he goes fast. And yeah. I don't know how they do it. The way that they have the camera on him, it looks like he's stretched out. And I know it's a meme now where he's, like, like facing the camera, yeah. like the rock now. But that that scene where, that, where they have that shot from is really, really cool, the way that they... It's it's another way of obviously showing a flying superhero or a supervillain or whatever, but I, f I feel like that that's going to be used a lot the way that they did that. I don't know what they did, yeah. but it looked really cool. Uh, Delaro saying there, my problem is that Fate sees the future, decides to shove Black Adam underwater, then release him to save him and die. Like, yeah, that's very much a Doctor Strange moment into it. Is like that we gave him the 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 time stone because it's going to save the universe eventually. We're going to take us yeah. on the one path that we need to go. 
with him as he escaped his tomb. Yeah, the scene of him fighting out was really cool. Agreed, 100%. Why didn't he say Shazam before he got in the water? Like, they, they dragged that out. Like, the fight was really cool, but then, like, this whole, like... It must have been a good, like, five minutes of other scenes, then cutting back to him, swim. Swim. Yeah. Cut away. Cut back, swim. Swim. Like, yeah. why didn't you say Shazam down there? Like, yeah. you clearly don't care about the people in here, so I don't think a lightning bolt to that base is going to really play on your head too much. Yeah. Uh, why do you still have the mask on? Exactly. Like, I don't... That was a bit of a strange choice. I guess to build up yeah. tension, but, it, like, it was just kind of... Just, Shazam, <laughs> go. Yep, yep. Um, but yeah, and then of course we got the big setup at the end, the return of Henry Cavill as Superman. I was, I was, I was excited about it. He had his Man of Steel suit on too. I don't know if people and Richard Donner Superman music. Yep, that's that. That is the new X Men animated series cue. <laughs> that's the only thing I can give it. Is that it was meant to do that X Men animated series like they done like do, 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 yeah. Do, do, do. yeah we like, get we, it we press an X and Miss Marvel like that's Kevin, the only we got it man. <clears throat> oh yeah they're yes, off one hundred percent well yeah. so that he did say um, he did say some stuff about the the direction of the character of uh, Geralt that he wasn't really too pleased with like how he how he deviates so much from the characters in the book and stuff like that so I think it's a combination of. I'm doing Superman. I think that's now. I think that's a nice way to try and help get people because the thing is people revolted mm. at freaking Liam Hemsworth getting cast, and I don't blame them. I li- I literally <laughs> it's not Henry Cavill. Let's be honest. See if I you told, told, wife, see if dude, you told, told me my... Chris Hemsworth, I'd have maybe gave it a chance, but Liam Hemsworth, like what? I said, I said, dude, did you hear Henry Cavill quit The Witcher? And she was like, what? And I said, yeah, it's Liam Hemsworth now. And she goes, no. <laughs> That's the collective reaction of Yeah, that's everyone. the thing, Perkis. Like, the way they're taking the characters, like, well, the writer said they hated the character. Wow, I didn't know that. Because wow. what was it? Um, like, the X-Men animated series, people said that, like, yeah, because of all this stuff on The Witcher, of, like, all these cast and crew being hired that did not know The Witcher, did like The Witcher. Yeah. Like, that's all- why I, I, Bo DeMaio <clears throat> is his name, the dude who's in charge of... Uh, yeah, like, he's X-Men only hired started. people who were fans of I the old X-Men that. animated series, that, and I'm dude. like, good. But yeah, one hundred percent. Like I think that was to try and help with the transition because you notice that that statement only came out like the next day mm-hmm. after the announcement. It wasn't. Oh, yeah, it right. wasn't released the same day as the Liam Hemsworth announcement. The whole internet blew up. Well, one hundred percent. He is opening up his schedule for more Superman because he has 100%. also talked about he is so excited to sit down and talk to James Gunn about the future of the character. Yeah. Dude, I'm so pumped, man. He's got so much to bring to the table. And, like, hearing his original plan for, you know, the Superman character, you know, the original trilogy that was supposed to happen, you know, with Zack Snyder, you know, Man of Steel being the first, like, his his freshman run at Superman and acknowledging the mistakes that he made as the Man of Steel in that movie with, you know, obviously a ton of civilian death, a a ton of civilian casualties and, like, destruction and learning that he doesn't want to kill that's not who he is like and the process of learning who superman is over the over the course of a a two or three movie arc the way that he was describing that i was like man i i can't wait i cannot wait because i grew up with christopher reeve and he was my superman but man henry cavill is my superman now that dude is awesome henry cavill i think is definitely my top tier for superman i think 
I will say this, the Richard Dorner music was something for me that actually took me out of it a little bit because I don't think it fits hit Superman. I don't know if I caught the Richard Donner music, to be honest. I was just so pumped to see him on the screen again as, as Superman. But I must have missed Yeah, I definitely missed it. But the whole do, 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 do. It's like, it works for, like, Christopher Reeves, but it's, it's too happy and cheery yeah. at that point. Like, I need something more epic. And, like, if you go back and listen to, like, his Superman themes, they've got, you know, gravios to them. And I'm like... And yes, by the way, guys are like popping off in chat here. Like he is absolutely top tier nerd. He is the king of the nerds. Oh yeah. Like he plays Superman. He builds PCs. Which if he ever builds one, I will happily take one. <laughs> um, he wants to be in the Warhammer music. He literally uh, movie. He literally paints figurines like for yeah. tabletop gaming. And I'm like, yeah. Like reason my Superman fault close to by CW Superman. I will give that actually the guy to Tyler Taylor? Ho- Tyler Hoshin. Yeah, I think yeah, it yeah, is. He's a really good Superman as well. He was a really good casting for that. I, I think you know, hearing him talk about his character mallet, I think the I don't think he was like quote unquote murdery in the in Man of Steel. Like he did obviously he murdered Zod, right? That he did that, right? And there was there was collateral damage as well. <laughs> but I think I think the goal of that movie was to kind of set that tone of like that's what happened. Yeah. He didn't, he, he didn't want murder he people. He just got murdered like, as a result of the fate he had. <laughs> he's like, it, I think, again, like, the path of his character, the way that he was describing it was that he, that's not who he is, and that's not who he wants to be, so. Yeah. Uh, I, I, I doubt they're going to keep with that aesthetic. I'm excited to see where they go with him. Like, him squaring yeah. off with the rock, like, I, I'm up for that. If they go, the his kryptonite is Barbara. Barbara? Is Barbara? I don't know. The reference that I'm not getting, I'm sure. Yeah, not getting it either. <laughs> but like, I I'm up for a super powered fight between the two of them. I think the two of them would do really good off each other. I think they would both because both of them are friends in real life as well. So yeah. I think the two of them would do a really good job playing off of each other. My only issue with that end credit scene, Martha. Martha. There we go. Like Barbara. I'm like who's Barbara? Like Barbara. <laughs> Barbara Gordon. Yeah, he's only kryptonite. He's Martha. And I'm like, <laughs> it's okay. Black Adam's mom isn't called Martha. He'll be fine. <laughs> Why did you say that name? I will never let that movie live that down as long as I live. Dude, my favorite thing though is when people try to talk about how such how that is such an artistic like zenith in in comic book movies, how they came to that conclusion. I'm like, no, it's bad. Like, no, it's, it's awful. Like, it's not just shut up and sit down, son. Just go go. <laughs> it's like it's so bad. If I, you I enjoy like somebody's son or daughter who's like five year old. <laughs> five years old came into the writer's room at that moment and said hey did you know that both of their parent and mom's names are martha you should do something with that yeah it, it just that movie for me is literally a case of like if, if you enjoy it and you are a fan of it by all means you can love that movie i love tons of bad movies mm-hmm. i love movies where i can legitimately go this is not a good movie but i enjoy <laughs> it yeah 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 but admit it's bad. Come on, don't yeah. play it off as this big artsy fartsy thing. Like, no, yeah. this was like horrifically put together. Like, please. Yeah. yeah. I remember the costume um, said that because Henry was so buff, he was constantly wearing out his costumes. I can believe it. The dude is jacked. Dude. Henry Cavill is like, you know, it's like he is freaking jacked, man. Like, it, yeah. it's not fair. No, it's definitely not. 
one of the other reasons he's king of the nerds is I don't think any of the SCLs nerds can actually fight him for the spot. It's <laughs> <laughs> like so I don't want to do that fight, you know? Freaking <laughs> murders. Dude, um, I was thinking about Tremors. Presby Panda, when, when Cross was yes. talking about Presby movies, I was like, dude, Tremors is on that list for me. But man, I love that movie. I'm a huge Kevin Bacon stan, though. What, what are you going to do? Yeah, like, it, it, Tremors are not good, but they are fun. They are, <laughs> they fun are super movies. fun, man. They are super, super fun, fun and I love those so movies. bad. <laughs> yeah, they're really bad. And they just get gradually worse as you go in the series of Tremors. It's like, they just get worse. It just gets to a point where it's so bad, like, you probably shouldn't watch it. I just love the fact that, like, I don't know who the... I've forgotten the main guy's name in Tremors, but I just love the fact that he keeps coming back. Like, legitimately, I think all except the most recent one, he legitimately kept coming back for them. And I'm like, that's dedication. Ward. Yes. Ward. Legend, man. The fact that he just committed and just kept coming back for those movies. Yes, I am super pumped about the Guardians Christmas special. I actually am, though. I think it's really I, funny. I think it's really a, cool. I wasn't sure about it until I saw the trailer, and I'm like, this is a really yeah. fun concept. I thought it was, like, legitimately going to be... <coughs> you know those Christmas specials where you see people, like, hanging out by the piano and they're singing some Christmas songs, and it yeah. just happens to be the cast of a show doing it? But no, this actually looks like a show... like. Like a like a Disney Plus Marvel show. Yeah, because it's like it's I love that it's like Drax Christmas. and uh, what's her face Mantis go to Earth to find Kevin yeah. Bacon to cheer up Star Lord. <laughs> like, okay, yeah. that's a fun concept for a yeah. one shot. That's a like I, I love it. I love it. That's perfect. I love that the Kevin Bacon's in the MCU playing himself. Yeah. Like after all this time, like. Yeah, I love all the Trans movies. You must be stoked about the Guardians. I love all the Sharknado movies. Again, yeah, another bad movie, but like if you go in knowing they're bad, like, yeah. Yeah. I think they get really bad as they go on, to be fair, but like, yeah. First one's got Bruce Campbell in it, like, he, you know. Can't be all bad. Uh, I was I'm thinking that we're going to steal Santa. I, I'm surprised, like, when they first said that, it's like we need to go to Earth at Christmas time. It's like, oh no, what are they going to do? Like, but yeah. Is Black Adam of overall to get back on what we're actually talking about? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm not enjoying the tangent. It's been a while. Yeah, um, you know us. We do that. That's what we do. But it's been fun. It's it was a good movie overall. Yeah. I think I I would definitely rank it as a good movie. It's above average, one hundred percent. Yeah, I don't know if I would call it a home run, but it was definitely oh, it no. was a good it was a good entry into the DCEU, and I think they should be proud of it yeah i mean there's definite problems with the movie yeah 100 percent. there's definite stuff that like can be worked upon and definitely stuff which i'm like eh, i don't know why you went that direction with that story yeah you know or that character like i know 100 we spoke about a bunch of them but overall yeah i don't think it deserves a 91 percent from the audience like i think no. that's it also that's, doesn't deserve a that feels like fans revolting against the 40% to the critics but the 40% to the critics I'm like I feel like the critics went as not a top tier MCU movie but then again these are the same critics who like gave great scores to stuff like Thor Love and Thunder and said it was the best Thor movie and gave high scores to She-Hulk Yeah. and if you've listened to our shows recently like we were not fans we have no. not been fans of Marvel Phase 4 no. We were like diehard MCU fans. We were like ecstatic hardcore. at Endgame. We are hardcore comic book well, fans. And the thing is, not to derail the combo, but like coming out of coming into the phase four, obviously you had Shang-Chi and you had Eternals, which I know you're not a Eternals fan. I thought Shang-Chi was good. Shang-Chi was then you really had, good. Then you had Spider-Man, No Way Home, and I was like, okay, sweet. This is the direction that phase four is going. I am in. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. 
but again that feels like as well it worked mostly because it was a self-contained thing it was a movie with throwbacks to the other spider-man movies rather than the yeah. overall marvel stuff mm. um mallet's like oh here we go like mallet <laughs> you know us you, by now you're man. allowed to like these things we're not going to keep harping on about how wrong you are but you're allowed to like them <laughs> just joking man but that's it and that's it see if anyone has loved these things if anyone like thinks yeah 91% that's too low for Black Adam it should have been much better or mm. if you love Love and Thunder or if you love She-Hulk or stuff like that more power to you I am glad someone enjoyed them yeah you know what I mean it's like I did not enjoy a lot of Phase 4 stuff yeah that's just me I'm glad there are people out there that did but Black Adam I think is a good start yeah it's a good start to DC Studios. I'm excited to see what projects are next. Agreed. Um, I don't have high hopes for the next ones coming out. Dude, I'll be honest. Next year is Aquaman 2 and The Flash. So these aren't like James Gunn uh, projects. These are like the overhangs from the DCEU. So I'll be straight up. I'll be straight up. I know there's a whole lot of Ezra Miller crap going on and he's just off his rocker right now. But I... I am actually really excited for the Flash movie. Like I I think it's going I think it's going to and this is me not knowing anything about it obviously. Just knowing what I've read and the behind the scenes and all that stuff about what's coming. I think it's going to surprise some people. I don't know. I could be wrong. Yeah, absolutely for that Mallet scene he's looking forward to Aquaman too. I know a lot of people are. I know I'm one of the minority for like not liking Aquaman. I was not a massive fan of that movie. No. I don't think it held up, but I know I'm a minority for that. Same with Wonder Woman. Yeah. I know Wonder Woman is a massive success as well. Um, <clears throat> only if H gets caught. <laughs> um, and I think the Flash story sounds good, but I'm afraid they're going to edit it de- yeah. to death due to the bad press, but we'll see. Yeah. <clears throat> the thing with the Flash movie, I think the concept is good. I, I still question doing a Flashpoint like multiverse-esque travelling movie when you've not been able to successfully put down the first universe. Yeah, I, I agree. I always questioned that I agree. the first announcement. I just don't know if I can get excited to go see a movie with a guy who should no longer be playing Flash. Mm-hmm. A Batman who doesn't want to be Batman anymore, but yeah. all of a sudden they say, hey, I want to show up in all these projects even though we've got a new Batman cast. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? Robert Pattinson did an amazing job as Batman, and then all of a sudden Ben Affleck decided, "Oh, I want to be in these other movies as Batman again." I'm like, "Dude, you spent like three years getting out of this gig, yeah, and now you're all of a sudden back." Like, I really am over him, mm-hmm. to be honest. Like, I thought he did phenomenal as Batman. I thought he did a great job. Agreed. Like, I will always talk about that warehouse fight scene oh, in Batman. He's Besides Superman. the fact that he just murdered a bunch of people. Besides yeah. that fact, we'll gloss over that. But that fight yeah. scene is amazing. Mwah phenomenal yeah. that was like peak Batman animated series Batman and I'm like and even the look he had the look of Batman but after all that yeah. crap I'm just I'm done with him yeah. and then you're bringing back Michael Keaton I'm like I'm up for seeing Michael Keaton again Yeah, I'm good for that but I'm like but he's going to be in this movie like I would rather the fan cast I went through of him being an older Bruce Wayne training up Terry McGinnis in a Batman Beyond movie mm-hmm. I'd be down for that yeah. I think it'd be a really cool direction where you don't have to tie it to anything that's going on in the now. It can be in the far flung future, away from everything. Yeah. It's just there's so many parts that I'm just kinda like Yeah, Dale Roth, I was kinda the same. Like Grant Gustin did really good as a flash. At least in the early series of CW, I feel like the show kinda like ran its course a long time ago. Uh-huh. 
but like they they missed out on a chance to tie him in to the DCEU when yeah. he was so popular and if like if you gave me him or Ezra Miller 100% Grant Gustin is a better Flash yeah yeah, I still want a Batman Beyond movie. Absolutely, I think it would kill if they cast the right guys. Terry McGinnis, make freaking Michael Keaton, Bruce Wayne. I think it would rock. I'll be honest, man. I I wouldn't mind um, Robert Pattinson as the new Batman. Like, because I, I I think you know aesthetically, the Batman movie could have been set like in the late '90s, early 2000s. Aesthetically, like it's very ambiguous. So I think maybe like aging him like a 10 years or you know 15 years, he's been doing the job for that long, like. You know, a slightly yeah, more like if you, if, if I you could had see that. Play, if you had him playing a bit of an older one, then yeah, yeah you could I could definitely see that. Yeah. Who's Will Friedel? I know the name. Will Return McGinnis. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's the dude from uh, Boy Meets World. Yeah, he might get away with it. Yeah, the V is like he he might get away with it he might just be pushing that too old for Terry because Terry's meant to be like I mean you could get away with Terry being teens maybe even early 20s yeah this guy looks like he's in his late 30s yeah he's looking at his 30s so he might be too old for it now but see if you get a good young actor to be Terry McGinnis and pair him with Michael Keaton as Bruce Wayne like that's a solid movie right there just get Shia LaBeouf stop casting Shia LaBeouf and everything (laughs) he's not even that good Oh man, I think he's great. You're a Shia LaBeouf stan, and I, I, I dude, I am, man. I think he's great. He's great. I know he's got personal issues, but I think he's a fantastic actor. Personal issues. He's got acting issues. He's got. He keeps showing up <laughs> issues. <laughs> Even Stevens and Holes. That was the peak of his acting career. <laughs> dude, he's great in Fury, man. I don't know if you've ever seen Fury. He's really I haven't seen Fury actually. I have heard people he's talk really about that. It's really good. Yeah. That's personal issues in the flash. This is yeah, true. Yeah. Been fair. <laughs> this is very true. He's decent in I Robot too, man. I know it's like a more of a comedy, but he's he's decent. Will Smith. Oh my goodness, I forgot he was even in that. He's in like yeah, two dude. scenes, dude. Yeah. He's good though. <laughs> he's good too. He scenes. plays he plays the modern the modern um who is the kid in Indiana Jones? Short round? <laughs> Yeah, he may he plays the modern short round. He's just a no. Caucasian version of short round. No. Like the, the the kid, the really funny quirky. I know kid who you mean, kid. I'm still saying no. <laughs> no. <laughs> we are we are casting that out. We're doing a prayer circle for that. We're <laughs> salt. Oh my gosh. Power of Christ compels you. Booth is no <laughs> It's not the Caucasian short round. We are not going that path. <laughs> oh. oh, someone got man. a man crush. Absolutely, Mally. He's got a man Dude, crush. I, absolutely, absolutely. I, I'll be the first to admit it. He Lawless. Have you not seen Lawless? Yeah, Della Roth is like they were. I honestly thought they were going to make him the next Indiana Jones, and I'm like, if Harrison Dude, Ford. I'm going to put it in chat for those of people in chat. Lawless. If you haven't seen the movie, go freaking check it out. Guy Pierce, Tom Hardy. Shia LaBeouf it'll make you alright it's one of those movies where you hate the villain so bad that you want to see them killed in the most brutal way possible how it's have, one of those movies how have we gotten a Shia LaBeouf run how it's did so that good. happen because you were, atta- you were I felt attacked I felt attacked good I was attacking you <laughs> <laughs> you should feel attacked I'm used to your attacks though I just felt like I needed to defend myself 
This man hates Firefly. I don't hate Firefly. <laughs> Let's all right. We need to yeah rectify that that. Said that, Avengers was garbage fire. <laughs> I did say the. I didn't say garbage fire. I I definitely said dumpster fire. Um, gar no, I said garbage tier. There garbage. we go. That's I love it. Garbage fire. No, no, no it's <laughs> dumpster fire. I'm like yeah, because that makes it better. Cannibal Shia LaBeouf. Hey, space. No worries, man. Freaking cannibal Shia LaBeouf. Daniel Radcliffe for Terry. Ooh. Daniel Radcliffe might just be young enough. I don't. Do mallet, mallet. Okay. I, I don't hate Firefly. I don't hate Firefly. <laughs> all right. Look. All right. I, I need to set a precedent here. Okay. We got time. We're, we're not even at two hours yet. We got time. Give no me a time. second, Cross. <laughs> I need to vent for a second. All right. I didn't grow up watching Josh Josh Whedon. I call him Josh all the time. Josh Whedon's um, Buffy or Firefly or uh, Serenity. None of that. I didn't grow yes, up watching. Yes, they're fantastic. That that wasn't my that wasn't my thing, right? It not, it's not that it wasn't my thing. I just never watched it. I wasn't like, oh, I don't like that. I'm not gonna watch it. I just didn't watch it, right? So like being introduced to Firefly like 20 years after it was released or however long after it was released. I'm a huge Nathan Nathan Fillion fan. I feel like Firefly, the ensemble cast, was fantastic. It's just not necessarily my bag. I get why people like it. It's not a bad show. There. I don't hate it. Buffy had a whole season you can skip. My wife is a huge Buffy stand. She yeah, loves Buffy. Perky, you can't really do that with Firefly, to be fair. <laughs> That's true. That's you only missed, one season. You missed a show. <laughs> and also, to be fair, I've only seen half of a season. <laughs> Yeah, we still need to do the other <laughs> half of that review. It's only been like yeah. two years we've never reviewed the other half of that. Yeah. And thank I you, Delaroth. I think Angel's better than Buffy as well. I will stand by that. Angel was a better show. It went weird directions by the end, but it was a better show. That might just be because I like David Boreanaz, though, to be fair. I felt Serenity wrapped everything up. I liked Serenity. Like our good friend Locke, who's a good friend of the channel, like wasn't a fan of Serenity. I thought Serenity was a really good wrap up. Nedra doesn't know he's not watched it because he hates Firefly. Yeah, see, Mallet, like Locke wasn't a fan of it either. And I don't get why. Like I get it had to rush certain things because it was cramming like the rest of the show into a movie, but. I, I, I thought it did a good enough job Serenity was actually my introduction I saw Serenity before I saw the show yeah and that was what made me want to go back and watch the show was watching the movie I watched yeah. the movie first and I'm like okay I want to go and see what this is all about yeah I have a hard time looking at Nathan Fillion's character and not thinking of Star-Lord uh, and I know that's not my that's 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 my problem that's not see, anybody the else's problem but see that's the problem though is the fact that like, you look at him and see Star-Lord but he actually predates it yeah, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Because like in 2001, Star Lord in the comics was nothing. Yeah, like like Mal Reynolds, he was nothing. Ands, like ands. I'm not saying they're identical. I just have, I get like, I get that vibe from him. Like, you know, the sarcastic. Yeah, like, but that's the thing. He's meant, that's a character he's meant to come womanizer, across. Womanizer, you know, that's I thing, you know. Yeah, that's a character he's meant to kind of come across as, but then like everyone knows that as Star Lord now, and it's like, yeah, Star Lord didn't come that way until like 2014 though. Literally yeah. before Chris Pratt played him, Star Lord was nothing like that. Yeah, he was actually more like the Alliance in Firefly than he was like Star Lord. He was one of the like intergalactic police officer esque people. Mm, got it. And they killed off two of my fave characters, killed the dog and not the Shepherd Wash. Yeah, yeah, that was sad. And again, also Ron Glass. 
prayers to him, man. Young lad passed away, actually, in real life. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know, but you know. But yeah, we do need to watch the rest of Firefly and let you see the rest of it. Yeah, because you probably need to rewatch the first half of it as well. It's been so long, so you get it all in context. Dude, that was like one of the first shows we did. We did that back when we. St- I think we did that back when we still had like the grey banner at the top and bottom. Yeah. It was like within our first 10 episodes. Yeah. And we have and literally. I, remember every, I watched every episode and I had my notepad out and I was taking notes on every episode. That was a womanizing as Captain Kirk was. Yeah, pretty much, Delaroth. Yeah. I actually know that's weird to say, actually. That's the funny thing, because Mal comes across like that. He doesn't actually sleep around with anyone, really. He actually kind of denies it in multiple occasions, actually. Even episodes like when he technically gets married and stuff, he actually denies it. Mostly because he's in love with Anara, but, you know. But it's been in the background, so, like, who isn't? Everyone's in love with her. But I did not think a Black Adam review was going to go into a Firefly rant. Yeah, I, well, <laughs> go to the know, special. I, I, <laughs> well, in fact, <laughs> Shia LaBeouf, Daniel Radcliffe, Firefly. That's yeah, our, that's, that's how our chats always devolve. They devolve to Firefly at some point. Yeah, if you told me the Black Adam, Adam review was going to go down this path, like I would not <laughs> believe it for tonight. But yeah, blame it on Shia LaBeouf. I blame everything on Shia LaBeouf. I, I, I have homework for you. I'm not going to do it. <laughs> We're friends, you're going to do it. I'm not going to do it. If, are we friends? You're going to give me a list of Shia LaBeouf movies and I really don't no, want to do No, I'm giving it. you one. I'm giving you one movie. That's one too many. Dude. I'm for real. If you ever cared about me as a friend... Oh, don't even start pulling that. If you ever cared about me as a friend, you, will, right, watch bro, this, you, get a wild you will watch this one Shia LaBeouf movie or you don't care about me as a friend. Like, if really? We're going to I'm just saying, if you get a wild hair, you need to watch Lawless. It's got Guy Pierce. It's got Tom Hardy, you know. Is so, it on a streaming not... service because I refuse to buy it? Um, I'm pretty sure it is. Dude, Lawless is so good, man. Yeah, cue the violin music. Well, I know, man, I'm getting freaking, like, cornered here. <laughs> I'm looking it up. It's on Hulu. Is it on Hulu? Do you have Hulu? Is it on Hulu or is it on Hulu with like a weird add on? It says it's on Hulu. I, I'm just asking because Hulu has like all oh, those I'm, I'm looking it up right now. It's like all those add ons. I have the Hulu where you have um, commercials. Oh, okay. you have to have this freaking Stars app. Yeah, see, that's what I mean because you have to buy like freaking add ons for oh. some other stuff. That crap. <clears throat> that's what. That's why I was asking. I'm like, I'll go and watch it, but like, if it's got add-ons and stuff, I ain't paying money for it. Yeah, I wouldn't pay money for it. <laughs> I mean, I wouldn't pay money for a lot of stuff, even stuff that I like. So. Yeah, I, like I, I, I begrudge like, like I literally have commercials on Hulu for a Hulu thing. Like, I'm not paying more for that. I don't use it enough that that's the that yeah. not having commercials on it. Alright, like, Fury or Lawless, either one of those. If you ever get a wild here, you should check them out. Though. Okay, really if I get a they chance both, and I can find them, on have. I will. I will watch them. I will. I will yeah, make that promise to you. I will watch them at some point. He's not like freaking Marlon Brando over here. Okay, he's not. You know, he's not winning Oscars, but he's a really good actor, and I feel like he's super underrated. I'm pretty sure he's yeah. won a few. Yeah, I said though. it. Uh, yeah, he's definitely won Razzies. <laughs> he definitely has. I I love just picking you for this because like you get so defensive of him. It is so funny. I still think he would make a great Wolverine. No. I'm going to stand by that. Yep. No. Yep. I'm going to stand by that. You're the only I'm one on that hill. That. You're the only one on that hill. I, I'll, be, I'll be the only one on the hill, and I'm okay with that. 
Like I love doing that, and I love come on, Cross, just because he's not Sean Connery. <laughs> <laughs> Sean Connery. That's all Daniel Radcliffe. I can't see Daniel Radcliffe as, as Wolverine. I'm sorry. I just see Harry. I just see Harry Potter when I see him. Any, Actually, every single movie that he's been in, I just see Harry Potter. Even the new out Weird Al uh, trailer that I saw, I'm like, dude, it's I'm Harry Potter hyped. in a wig. I'm not gonna lie, I'm super hyped for that movie. Dude, I, I am too. I love I Weird love Al. Weird Al, I'm super hyped. I've for seen the pictures, Delroth. I've seen the pictures. I just, I can't get with it, man. I can't get with it unless he can put on like 30 pounds of just pure muscle. Love Shia like, LaBeouf. He can, sh- He's he can sh- look active. like Shia LaBeouf. Have acted in previous movies such as Lawless or hates, Fury. Hates Daniel Radcliffe. <laughs> hates Firefly. I uh, uh, yeah. I'm just not gonna say. I anything. will forever say you hate Firefly just because <laughs> like you get so panicked that you're about to get deadpan by your community that you just start I've crawling. Lost so much nerd. I've lost so much nerd cred and goodwill. Or <laughs> well, like, you try I to dig to, yourself I need out to of that hole into as as little of a shred as I can, <laughs> right? Watching you try to dig out that I hate Firefly hole every time is hysterical. Mm-hmm. Because you're so panicked that you're about to lose every other person in our community. I, yeah, <laughs> you got you got the Firefly stuff, you got the Doctor Who stuff, you know, neither of which I grew up watching. Well, so. to be fair, Doctor Who, you're getting there. We did season one and you said you yeah, yeah. it. So. I liked it. I'm a huge... Uh, you liked Eccleston um, Christopher Eccleston. So yeah, I mean, he's only you move on and do the uh, David Tennant stuff. But like, I watched the first two episodes of Tennant, I think, or I'm on, I'm on like the second half of the first episode or second episode rather. Um, it's taking a little bit as you getting used to seeing a new Doctor. When you transition to a new Doctor, I always say at least give it a season. Yeah, because often the Doctor plays like, especially one of the ones I always point out for that is Peter Capaldi, who's my favorite Doctor. Yeah, season eight, his first season is not his best season. The whole yeah. season is based around him trying to figure himself out because he's became a new man, so he has to kind of work out stuff. Yeah. And um, but after that first season, by the end of that, you kind of get who he is, and going into like the next one, you start to really feel okay. This is who the character is, and you start to get used to it. Yeah. You you're at the very beginning stages. Got a hero there. There we go. Hero Stair, thank you for that, King Amos. Uh, Tenet is my close second, but Baker will always be my Doctor. Baker was a phenomenal Doctor. To be fair, Baker is unrivaled. He's played the Doctor for like seven years. He played it longer than like anybody. So, um, And he is a phenomenal actor for it. But but yeah, you're at the start of what all like Doctor Who fans go through. And like swapping between Doctors, which is like you really get to love the Doctor you're watching. They leave. You mourn the fact that they've left, and you have to deal with someone new. You start to get used to the new person. You really start to love the new person. Then they leave, and you have to start mourning that doctor and get used to. <laughs> it's like it's an ongoing cycle for Doctor Who fans of like you will literally like mourn and fall in love with new doctors all the time. Um, but yeah, it's like I think you'll I think you'll enjoy the rest of it. It really starts to get picking up later on. And some really phenomenal episodes, so I'm still wanting to keep going through with Doctor Who. We we made some success with that one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I enjoy. I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it. Like I said, it, and all, if and I'm all credit to, to Nitro as well. He is not a big sci-fi person. He's not like I, so, a massively into the sci-fi shows or some sci-fi stuff. I am a sci-fi fan. I'm just very particular about the type of sci-fi that I like. 
Uh, and I don't know if I can have nailed down what I actually like, but I just know what I like when I see it. You know, I don't know if yeah. that makes sense. It's like I'm I'm a big kind of sci-fi person. I love tons of different sci-fi stuff, so um, it's very easy for me to fall into that. Further enough, I like more of the more obscure stuff rather than the mainstream. Like I was never massive yeah. on Star Trek or even Star Wars originally. Yeah. Yeah, see, Press by Panda, like, a lot of people started with Eccleston because he was the reboot Doctor, so he was, like, the introduction. And he doesn't get enough credit for how good of a Doctor he is. Like, because he was the one that, like, reinvigorated the show. And Malik, yeah, then you get stuck with the Tarragon as a, with a fez and a bow tie, Matt Smith's Doctor, who's now heading up freaking Game of Thrones, House of the Dragon, of all things. Which is just insane. But, yeah. He's your favourite, yeah. I, I always have a spot for Christopher Riggs, mostly because he dresses like me. Like, pants, basic shirt, leather jacket, and I'm like, talk very sarcastic. I'm like, yeah, that's kind of me. And then Peter Capaldi came around, and I'm like, no, that's definitely me. Like, if you know Peter Capaldi's doctor, like, that's essentially me. Like, <laughs> oh, we got the hero sir clipped. Nice. I had to do it. Sorry. But. Yeah, we went on a nice little tangent afterwards. It's nice. Yeah, we don't have a chance to really tangent this. We we haven't done. Okay. We haven't talked about Doctor Who or anything like that at all. Okay, last no. freaking podcast we talked about the fact that we're probably going to be taking the podcast off of Twitch. Yeah, one of the last few podcasts we've got like freaking ten people in chat watching. Dude, I know. I've been watching us. the numbers as we've been doing this, and uh, you guys are awesome in chat. Thank you so much. Yeah, for showing thank up you for tonight. everyone showing up tonight. This has been a real like little pep in our step, and really kind of pick me up for us. So, hey, thank you so much for that, guys. So, while we have a lot of people in chat, did you want to kind of like talk about next year a little bit, the beginning of next yeah, year? Yeah, you want me? You want me to yeah. talk about it, dude? Let's let's do it. Let's do it. Because I got I've got some pictures set up just in case something like this came up. I'm not gonna lie, because I've been holding off announcement. I wasn't sure when to make the announcement. Um, I mean, we don't have to make an official announcement tonight or anything like that. But <coughs> dude, we're doing it. Let's on the, do it. We're doing it on let's the podcast. It. It's officially happening. We're saying it. <laughs> Um, so as most of you may know, some of the newer people in may not know, we have started delving into Dungeons and Dragons on the channel. That has became a big headliner for us. We love Dungeons mm -hmm. and Dragons so much. Um, to the point of like Dungeons and Dragons on Monday nights is going to become a weekly thing. Mm -hmm. We're going to start doing it as of 2023. We're going to start doing it weekly on Monday nights. Um, Delaroth, you love D&D? Well, this is perfect for you then, because um, the podcast is actually going to be coming off of Twitch. We're not going to be live streaming it here. It's still going to go up on YouTube. It's still going to go up on um, whatever... Excuse me, all that gas is coming off that coke I had like an hour ago now. <laughs> um, all It's going to go up wherever you get your podcast from. It just won't have the interaction with the community on it. But we'll still be here rambling. Yeah. So we'd love the support in that. Seriously, this is ridiculous. Like Dude, you're getting hiccups. rocked right now. I don't know what's going on now. <laughs> But with D&D, &D, uh, we are currently playing with our amazing DM, Tom Levine, through the Keep on the Borderlands. Yeah. It's a short story to get used to it because we'd never played D&D &D before. So like it was a short thing <clears throat> to get used to it. Yeah. That will be wrapping up at the end of this year. Oh, I just found you. It's okay. We're, we're still going to be here, Presby. Oh, uh, yeah. We're just... Panda, we're still going to be around. We're still going to be like Nitro does art streams. My, me and my wife do gaming streams on the channel. We're going to be doing the D and D stream. Just the podcast is going to be moving. Yeah. And just because it wasn't really getting massive numbers, like it used to be on Sunday afternoon, and it's on Monday uh, during the evenings. It's just not been 
doing such, but stop by our D and D streams. We'll still be here. We'll still be chatting. Yeah. Um. So as of twenty twenty three, probably in January twenty twenty three, we still need to confirm the official date. We will be kicking off a brand new campaign for D and D with a brand new dungeon master. Myself. I am going to be the brand new dungeon master. This is my first time DMing, and I am homebrewing. Yeah. I am making a homebrew, and it should be here if I put it up. <clears throat> and the homebrew is called Chronicles of Andresia No More Humans. So that is going to be the name of the campaign. Bring up the podcast. Um, so I am writing it. I'm doing it from scratch. I have created a world in Dresia. And do we want to talk about who's playing in it at the moment? Yeah, let's do it. Let's do it, man. Damien is hard, but worth it. Yeah, it really is. Uh, I'm going to be using Roll20, Deleroth. Yeah, I'm still getting the freaking hang of Roll20. It is not the easiest system in the world. Like you said, the map system is pretty sucky. I had a go at it. Customizable. I had a go at it, and it's like I'm getting a bit better with it now, but I'm like, it's still really not. It's not really easy to get to know. Um, but we're going to be doing it live here on the channel um, and there is our cast as you can see at Chronicles of Andresia so myself is going to be the dungeon master Nitro is going to be playing how do you say the last name? I keep not getting this pronunciation correct not a not, not lot shoot okay not, you need to be able to say it if I can't you need to be able to Nagalathai sorry Nagalathai so Drogar Stoneheart Nagalathai um, a Goliath Barbarian and do you want to give a little thing on your character since you're here? Yeah, so um, I'll give you a little bit of backstory on the character. So obviously he's a Goliath barbarian, right? He grew up in a barbarian uh, tribe of, of Goliaths. Um, and, you know, from a, from, a, from a little age, from a young kid, he, he loved animals. So he always had like a soft heart for animals. And uh, on a scouting trip, um, he saw one of, his, one of his kin murder a bear just for fun. And he proceeded to bash his face in, uh, so he got exiled uh, from the from the tribe. He has a, a hand-me-down great sword um, called Stone's Bane, and uh, he he wandered the forest for a little bit and fell in love with druids and uh, and animals even more. So at he is a barbarian by birth, but he's a druid by heart. So uh, we'll see a little bit of that journey uh, during the story. It'll be kind of cool. He loves to fight, and he makes his own beer. So he uh, he occasionally ventures into Andresia to to do local local fights and stuff like that. So yeah, so he's going to be doing it, and Nitro is with us again for this. Um, we also are carrying over from the current campaign that we're doing. Uh, our lovely wife will be joining us. My wife Jay will be playing Aries, a Tabaxi bard, um, and Nitro's wife Token Asian will be playing Aurelia Duskrin. I think is how you pronounce it, mm-hmm. and she's a Drow rogue. <clears throat> Um, we will also be joined by a couple of other streamers uh, Spacehawk whose channel you should absolutely go and check out we'll be playing Erowyn Silvertail Captain Erowyn Silvertail um, a Heragon Ranger and then from the good morning guys we have Mark joining us playing Minich Armour the Armour Menar I think that's how you pronounce that I really need to get my tongue around these names like getting tongue tied who's playing a Wood Elf Paladin so uh, where's our podcast <clears throat> so yeah and there you go there's a link for Spacehawk go and check him out can you do a shout out for the good morning yeah, guys as well up right oh that was a pie in the face he got from his 12 hour stream that's awesome um, 
so yeah we've got an amazing cast of people joining us who are all super hyped super excited to be part of this i am super excited for the story that i'm crafting mm -hmm. uh it's constantly changing constantly evolving mm -hmm. and i'm really petrified about my <laughs> how good my ad lib skills are if something goes in another direction we have to just come up with stuff <laughs> uh mallet says he's still over there waiting in the wings mallet um, you're on deck man <clears throat> real yeah you're on deck to get in man um but we're going to be going forward with this campaign starting january 2023 um <clears throat> i don't know how long this campaign is going to run i've got multiple kind of adventures that are going to be happening during it mm -hmm. um but i'm super excited yeah that's um, going to be so much fun man. do you want me to pitch a little bit of what it's about like yeah dude go for it campaign story Go for it. Here, let me read out the blood. I'm, I'm energized with all these people in chat, dude. Go for it. Yeah, everyone's here, so let's go for it, man. So let me pull this up because this is. I've got it on our DD Beyond thing. I want to read the actual blood for it. Okay, here we go. Alright. So the blood that I wrote, and this is the blood that I sent out to all of them, I said, Welcome, weary traveler, to the land of Andresia and the Commonwealth of the Union, also known as Union City. Almost a millennia ago, the world faced destruction at the hands of Armageddon. In a last-ditch attempt to save the world, the dragonborn elves and dwarves joined forces to stop Armageddon, and thus formed the beginning of the Union, which later added other races in an attempt to further bring peace to the land and unify everyone under a banner for everyone's betterment. Following the defeat of Armageddon, however, there appears to be gaps in historical records of each race in the Union. The details of exactly how Armageddon was defeated is left a mystery, as is following the formation of the Union, all records of humans just stopped, and all traces of them disappeared. In almost a thousand years, the world has moved forward from, th from that time. The Union has grown stronger, and today celebrate the 997th Annual Unification Day. But what happens when the truth of what took place a millennia ago comes into question and for the first time in nearly a thousand years a human stands in Union City? That's right. So that's the blurb. That's all the players know. You have no idea how hard it is to shut up about everything and not tell them about some of this stuff. Well, I'm you and I excited. tell each other everything, so it's it's doubly hard now. Yeah, we talk about everything can't... talk about so much. Like, I can't tell him anything because I literally can't ruin <laughs> what's going to happen. Um, let's go to Rick's beer. Is that why it's called Homebrew? <laughs> Ross a... will be doing an American accent as part of the campaign as well, so tune in for that. Not even close to true. <laughs> <laughs> A secrets are gate in D D. Absolutely. And that's it. I want to leave a mystery. I want it to be a mystery of them coming across stuff. I want them to discover stuff in real time. And honestly, like as well, like I don't want to tell too much in advance because I don't know the choices they're going to make and how much I'm going to have to freaking rewrite from week to week. Yeah. We'll find out if this that's... stays on a weekly basis depending on how much grey hair I get out of doing this and how I, mean, I think one of the one of the coolest things about this for me is like this is only my second campaign with D D. So I, I know I don't know much, right? I don't know what I don't know. But like seeing how excited you are and seeing how invested you are in every single person's character that's gonna play this, like including you know, meshing their backstory in with the story that you're telling, like in in a not 
insignificant way, right? Like, it, they're, yeah. they're going to be, be like pretty decent parts of the story. I think it's that's so cool, you know? That's just really cool. Dang, except your plans will always be ruined. Absolutely. I've said this to him in, like, countless occasions now. I've said that to him. It's like, I am, like, over-planning my ass off, knowing <laughs> full well that this is going to yeah. get rewritten. Yeah, like I am trying to prepare so much because it's my first time DMing, and I know that it's not going to work. Mm -hmm. I know yeah. I'm going to have to change stuff, but like I'm coming up with so many great ideas for this, and that was one of the reasons I wanted to do a homebrew originally. I was going to do like one of the modules just to get used to it, mm -hmm. but that was a big thing for me doing a homebrew was I wanted to try and make it feel. Weren't you looking at Curse of Strahd? Yeah, I was looking at doing Curse of Strahd. That really stood out to me. And I may even look at that as a one-shot or something at some point because mm -hmm. yeah. it, it seemed like a really cool idea. Mm -hmm. um, may even take elements of it that I can do, like maybe a vampire show up at some point if I can't yeah. do that. But 100%, um, <clears throat> like, yeah, love Ravenloft. A lot of people spoke highly of it. That was one of the things that stood out to me, Mallet. A lot of people were speaking highly of the Ravenloft stuff. Um make things that are movable <laughs> absolutely <laughs> um but yeah that was one of the things for me is like i wanted because they're doing keep it the borderlands and now like it was a great starting story and a great introduction for us mm -hmm. but we all we're big role players like in myself i'm a big role yeah. player i get into yeah. the character i want to create a backstory yeah and that was one of the things like i felt like i created this really cool backstory for my character and it plays no factor in it and that's not that's yeah. not a fault of the dm it's just the that's what we're playing a set thing yeah 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 so there's not it takes a lot to incorporate into stuff like that especially for one that we're doing it's not a massive thing yeah but that was a big factor for me was i wanted it to be i wanted it to be something that involved everyone like is everyone going to get the same equal like your backstory is going to affect the balance of this world no yeah not everyone's yeah, yeah. going to no, get yeah. that level but there's certain stuff like you know like playing into certain characters like why are they coming to town for the celebration one of the characters actually lives in the city where the others are all coming in and journeying in you mm -hmm. know what are your backstory like and even like backstory elements like you said you know like your guy loves to fight yeah let's have an arena yeah somewhere across between like gladiators and like MMA like have a big cage fighting thing that's a legal yeah. thing and yeah. especially on a big celebration like that people can come and gamble people can do stuff like why not like, yeah. <clears throat> let's have a big fighting thing that wasn't part of it it's like you know I started working one of our characters was a very logical smart thinker I'm like but what can I do for like a library and a place of arcane arts and an academy for that and we created that area and it's like you know like looking at characters like well oh, what's the city going to look like how is it going to play out who's going to run it just all these elements that are already starting to mould and mesh like, yeah that's so exciting like Caleb's character Space Hulk's character is is a pirate he's a captain first thing he kind of asks is, like, is there going to be an opportunity to do any sailing stuff because like he's he's made a crew and stuff like that and he's like there is now you know it's probably not going to happen during the first adventure of the campaign but like in a future adventure 100% we're hitting the seas because we've got a character that's a pirate why the hell wouldn't I yeah you know why, why wouldn't I delve yeah. into that why wouldn't I do a seafaring adventure why wouldn't we go travel to other islands or fight like you know pirates on the sea like rival pirates or have a sea monster or something mm -hmm. you know why not yeah we've got a pirate we've got a ship let's do it you know and that and that was the thing I liked the malleableness of it of like I want to make these characters feel because I'm coming from a DMing perspective of 
I'm there to form the world and yes it's my story but I'm not the hero of the story mm -hmm. I'm forming the skeleton framework for it like the other five they're the heroes yeah they're the adventurers they're the ones living out the the adventuring life and the dream mm -hmm. so I want to make them feel like they're, they're getting their money's worth for it I want to make them yeah. feel like they're being heroes and you know like Nitro's coming and asking me stuff and I'm like if there's a way for me to pull it off absolutely Mm -hmm. Wow, you know, like if like you want to do, Nitro is better at speaking than you wow. are. Okay, Chunk's going to the bottom of the list of people we put. <laughs> you were you're quite high up, Chunk, but you're just you've slotted down a bit now. <clears throat> you might even have been next in line. You'll never know now. I did mean to ask you if I could have a pet Tyrannosaurus, though, um, but I can, we can take that offline. Yeah, like he he, he freaking comes up. <laughs> is there dinosaurs in your world? that's the question I got I got nothing around it and I'm like why I'm just curious and I'm like you're not getting a pet T-Rex it's not happening he's been freaking on about a familiar since he started this campaign dude on. I have man I have and wanting an animal companion and he's like can I get and he's, that's the first thing he says to me is like that it's like is there dinosaurs in your world I'm like no <laughs> but there isn't any he's like no you no because <laughs> I know where your mind's going the answer to your question is no <laughs> whatever it is I feel like that meme what is it the Obi-Wan and Anakin one it's like that it's like I want you all to follow my orders we're not here it's like Mains just says no and I want you to apply it to every situation as <laughs> <laughs> uh, long as you walk it and clean up after it yeah that's it isn't it man that thing ain't coming in the city <laughs> maybe it's operations is Union City I'm sure that's going to go well is that a T-Rex it's, it's just my pet dinosaur come on <laughs> hey but in case you can't tell, we are super excited for this. I'm super yeah. excited to be DMing. Like when we were starting to plan this new campaign, like we were trying to think of people to DM, and and I literally, yeah. it was me that said it tonight. Really, like, what if I DM'd? Mm -hmm. What if I DM'd? Because we're wanting to do it on a weekly basis. We want to make sure someone that meshes well with the group. We want to make sure it all fits together well. And we're like, the easiest way for it to go would be if one of us DM'd. And we're like, why don't I DM? And I was really nervous at first, but the more I started to create the world of Andresia, like, like I'm fully like, depending how I feel at the end of this campaign, like it might be the same world, the same universe that this camp, the next campaign ends up taking place yeah. in. If I do it yeah. again, because like I'm I'm enjoying the world building for this. And oh, next shoot, Wednesday I'll be doing a D and D adventure league at a tabletop gaming store I go to so excited oh good stuff Chunk I'm excited for you man I know you've been really enjoying that tabletop store so that's awesome man Big Mallet said he had a Minotaur character with a Triceratops as a mount how freaking sweet is that that's just freaking <laughs> this is why I love D&D &D. yes oh thank you Panda thank you for the nice. cheer on the one bit for the new DM <laughs> I appreciate it thank you so much why does a horse need a mount Minotaur not Centaur Minotaur's I know, I get, I get him confused all the time though, Rob. <laughs> Minotaur's the head of a bull. I can imagine seeing a half-horse person riding a Triceratops. Oh, thank you, Mallet. I appreciate that. 100 bits from Mallet. Oh, thank thanks, you dude. so much, sir. We appreciate that. But in case you can't tell, yeah, we are, we are super excited. Our crew is super yeah. excited as well. Everyone is super hyped. Um, Spacehawk coming in has got a bit more experience at DM and me. He's been 
chatting away and asking questions so he's going to be a great person to add to the table yeah uh, mark from the good morning guys is going to be interesting because he's right where we were a few months ago he is like completely brand new to dungeons and dragons mm-hmm. yeah has been so excited to play so i'm really excited to have a brand new person coming into this world and mm. just to see it from the dm perspective of how he adapts to everything that's thrown at him yeah, because it can be a bit overwhelming at first. There's a lot to it. It is overwhelming. It's a lot to take in, and then but, you got to role play on top of that. But I think we've got a really good group of people. I think we've got a really good group of classes and races and backstories to meld together. And I think I'm creating a pretty interesting backstory. Like I'm, I, I'm not gonna lie. I'm falling in love with the creation of the big bad for the whole overarching yeah. campaign. That's I've awesome. been working on it a bit, and I'm like, I'm really starting to enjoy the molding for this. I think I'm gonna have fun with that character. That's awesome. Um, I I will enjoy playing villains, so why not throw myself <laughs> into it? Uh, not John... much of a stretch, you know. Wow. <laughs> so I'm the bad cop then, am I? Yeah, exactly. The BBEG. Oh, absolutely. Scottish accent automatically equals bad cop. <clears throat> I'm okay with it. To be fair, I'm, not... <laughs> I, I'm a Slytherin. I can't help it. It's like it's it's in my nature to be a jackass. <laughs> it just it comes naturally uh, Chunk saying yeah I've only done a sh- short one shot adventure so I'm excited to get more D&D experience under my belt absolutely absolutely Chunk and, like, and that's it I could never have predicted how much I loved D&D like, when yeah man I'll be, I'll be honest I'm so, I get more excited for this Like, it, I don't know as well if it's just because like the, a lot of the superhero movies we've been watching and stuff have not been up to par for me yeah, I'm starting to get so hyped for D and D. It's like, oh, there's such and such movies coming out. Yeah, but if you see what I've came up with for our upcoming campaign, this is yeah. Cool. But I watched the video on <laughs> Sneak Attack, like the 14th video in a row that I watched about it. I'm learning so much. You know, when we first started playing, I was like, I don't, I don't know if I'm gonna like this. What if I don't like it? And I was really nervous that I wasn't really gonna, it wasn't really gonna click with me. But after the first session, I was like, dude, I am 100 in, 100 because. You know, growing up reading books and doing art and all that stuff, like I lived in my head. Like yeah. I, I created worlds inside my brain, you know, when I was little. And, you know, even now still. And to be able to kind of live in those worlds and have a character and progress in those worlds, it's just, it's so cool. Yeah. yeah looking <laughs> at the chat there, Mallet's saying, uh, when I get to play, I got to play a veteran adventure with all kinds of tricks up my sleeve. Yeah, maybe, that's what, maybe that's what will happen at some point. This or another campaign will just we'll throw you in. Start at level like six or seven. Well, I was going to say, like, when you guys get to a higher level, like, all of a sudden you'll run into Mallet, who's a seasoned adventurer that's already at that level, and just Dude, all these experience. Like, that'd be kind of cool to do. Yeah, that would uh, be awesome. And Delaroth, my group's been playing nearly monthly since 2016. It's a ton of fun, but scheduling is annoying. See, that's yeah. the thing we were worried about with scheduling. Like, that's why we kind of, like, in setting this up, we said to people, like, look, we really want to do this weekly. Mm-hmm. Almost like immediately once we started playing on the channel, we were like, this needs to be a weekly thing. Because, like, we literally got off at 11 and sat up for like another hour or two hours talking yeah yeah talking campaign stuff talking about that and it's like we need to do this on a weekly basis like every two or three weeks is not enough yeah and we tried to make that clear to everyone that was joining us like we want this to be a weekly thing on yeah. the show we want this to be weekly obviously there'll be weeks we take off for occasions yeah. and holidays and different things but generally like i want this to be a monday night thing every time monday we meet mm-hmm. Yeah, you know that might change in the future depending how schedules go. But like that's the plan at the moment. We're going to try and do it on a weekly basis. You know. Yeah, and I mean, I guess speaking of schedule, we do have another session for Keep It the Borderlands this coming Monday, I think. Yeah, this coming Monday, um, we're 
we should be set for keep at the borderlands again um nine nine p.m eastern standard time so we do eight to ten hour sessions in person holy word I could definitely do an eight to ten hours. That session. sounds if amazing. If I had snacks and had drinks and stuff, I would. Yeah, if we could like, okay. if we could get food, like bring in snacks, bring oh, in lunch yeah, and dude. dinner. Yeah. If I didn't have kids to watch and stuff like that, my kids wouldn't yeah, be able to someone else yeah. to watch them. I could sit and do an eight to ten hour session easy. No We did like a three four hour session. And we're like, and it's like, oh, we're gonna wrap up for this week. Like, no. No. Oh, I, don't I want to keep going. I'm just yeah. getting into it. I'm just. I know. Snacks and dude, dinner. That's so Everyone's cool. around the table. That's. That's the one sad thing about doing it on here is everyone yeah. playing is like, I, I'd love to do an in-person table. Mm -hmm, 100%. You know? Maybe we'll do that one day, maybe when people visit, because Spacehawk's going to be moving soon, not that far from us. So. Dude, I would love to do an in-person. You know, Joy's down. Do like a special in-person and we'll... Because I'm meant to be buying yeah. a camera, because we're going to C2E2 next year, and I'm meant to be buying a camera for blogging and stuff, so we can use it, set it up, get a mic set up for us, and maybe try and do a, like a live recording. Yeah, dude, I'm down. You know, at a table, that'd be cool. From my early days playing World of Warcraft, I'd always push to go later. <laughs> yeah, that, I'm not surprised. Short sessions are hard to do for me. I always want to keep going, yeah. And that's what yeah. we'll see with them. Like, we'll play it until there's a good stopping point. Like, my goal is to make sure that the people that are involved... Like, I don't think I'll mind doing shorter sessions. Like, because we're going to be kicking off about 8.30, because that's when our kids go to bed. But, so, 9.30, 10.30, 11.30, 12.00 three four hours is probably what we'll be able to do yeah because we still need to work we have jobs we go yeah. to but i don't think i'll mind that as much if i know mm -hmm. next monday we're picking up right where we left yeah off. yeah you know next monday boom here we go we're back into it like rather than mm -hmm. having to wait a length of time to get into it i think i'll be okay mm -hmm. with that yeah um i'd happily start like before dinner time and like just play right through i, no I would have no issues with that when our kids are a bit older maybe we'll look at doing that yeah but yeah, yeah I think you're right I think you're right I think that's it I think when you're streaming I think it's a good supplement people aren't going to hang around unless we're doing like a special like one shot yeah people aren't going to hang around for a, a massive thing that's like 10 and hours and I, I I think streaming 3 to 4 hours is a sweet spot for D&D &D, you know yeah I think 3 to 4 hours is a good sweet spot for streaming in general like yeah you know it's like I think when you push maybe at most is 6 hours for streaming in general but I think once you get past that, it's like you're you're really starting to you've been on for a lengthy time. Like I can't imagine being on that just normally for that length. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, like I I, I think it's going to be cool. I want to make sure that people enjoy the three to four hour sessions. They get what they want to get out of it. They feel like they've accomplished or they're continuing the story or something. And I also want to make sure that we leave it at a good stopping point. I want to leave it at a good cliffhanger or a good oh this is going to happen. <clears throat> So that people want to come back and see more, or that it keeps the hype up for the players. Because yeah. the honest truth is, everyone in chat, like your enjoyment out of it, isn't my responsibility. That falls on the PCs. My job is to make sure the PCs are having a good time. Because if I make sure they're having a good time, you guys will have a good time. Yeah, yeah. At least that's my mentality going into it. So I'm like, I will quite happily do that. I will quite happily put on a great show. I will quite happily, you know, do what I have to to make sure the PCs feel like they're involved and mm -hmm. and if at any point they're not, then you know, shake stuff up. Yeah. Yeah, two hours is when most hit their peak viewership. Like hell, look at us, we're at like two hours fifteen and we're at ten viewers then it's the most we've had yeah. all night. Like can't argue with it, you know. But then again it's saying that we've streamed for like two or three hours and we've had like two viewers at times, you know, it's like Yeah streaming is such an all over the place sort of thing sometimes 
Yeah, I mean, and you know, we've talked about this before. We don't stream for the numbers, but it definitely helps and it feels good, you know. And, and, you know, and, you know, having chat pop off and having chat yeah. be interactive and being able to bounce stuff off chat yeah. really helps. You man. guys chatting is honestly the best thing. Like, I don't care what the number of viewers says, but if I've got yeah. an interactive chat that's willing to talk and connect, yeah. it makes it go so much better. Because a lot of times we'll be talking about stuff and the chat will provide a different perspective. And we're like, holy crap, I didn't even think about that, you know? Well, yeah, that's the... Oh, there mate, it is. My mate just clipped and clipped from the desk. <laughs> You're just going to have to hold it there. Yeah, so I'm going to have to... <laughs> it literally unclipped from the back of the desk, so I'm just going to hold it down here, apparently. And... I love that. I don't know yeah, why. I know you never shop. I don't know why shut up's a protected phrase, but apparently it is mallet. Don't you don't you dare say shut up, mallet. How dare you? <laughs> As someone who spent a bit of time delving into this arena, um, having someone to interact with completely changes the experience. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. That's one of the things like I I'll be honest, I don't feel as comfortable streaming games as I do doing the podcast. I I, I feel the same way with art because it's nice to have the voice to interact with because at least if I don't have chat I've got Nitro yeah, and we can bounce off each other so that's why I think yeah. D&D will be okay because like, even if we don't get an active chat like I've got the players to interact with we've got the story to tell we've got all this stuff to do yeah. um, so I think that's going to be fun um, not to say that we don't do gaming like we do gaming during the week and stuff and yeah, we've never done this for the numbers like don't get me wrong the numbers are nice like if they're awesome if you're not getting any sort of viewers in and you're not getting any sort of chat and it's like you have to question like okay is there something that I could be doing differently mm -hmm. but we've never been about doing the numbers we've always been about we're here for whoever shows up we like to talk about geeky things nerdy things comics movies yeah. D&D like <clears throat> we love all that stuff we rant about it anyway, we might as well put it on the internet and if other people want to join in, they're more than welcome and people started joining in. That was literally yep. it. Uh-oh. We got an O. We got a big a O from Devil A revelation in chat. How did you like the D&D &D trailer? I, I actually liked it. Yeah. I thought it was interesting. Like, it's definitely a step up from the old 1990s Dungeons and Dragons movie, <sighs> let me... Just off of the trailer. But... You know, although Jeremy Irons is hard to beat, but he was definitely beating that movie. But, <coughs> excuse me. But yeah, seeing a tiefling was neat. Yeah, I love the fact that we're getting some different races. I love the fact that we're getting the different classes, like, pointed out. And mm -hmm. uh, Chris Pine as a bard was an yeah. amazing choice. Yeah. Like, I, I love the whole section of him coming up with this plan and then going, like, what do you do? I, I do the plan. But what do you do after that? It's like, well, if the plan goes awry, then you know, I do another plan. It's like, so you make a plan to, to have a bad plan? It's like, no. It's like, he sings songs too. It's like, I, I think it's going to have a good bit of comedy to it. Which I still stand by as well. They should kill off somebody like immediately in the first session. Only <laughs> only to have them come back as a completely different character later on. I seen someone post about that and I was like, absolutely. Dude, that would be hilarious. Hey, Digital Unicorn, how is it going, sweetheart? Good to see you, Mel. We do a little shout out for Digital Unicorn. Chunk, we have not done the last Ronin yet. We're going to be doing that, I think, in December, right? Across yeah, end of December. That is going to be our last show of the year. We're going to wrap up. That's going to be our December thing. I want to start doing indie comic book clubs looking at um, already established properties because mm -hmm. there's a ton of those, and I want to see what the comic book versions look like. So to kick that off, we're going to be talking about the last Ronin. So end of next month, we will be talking last Ronin, and I am super hyped for that. Such a good comic. 
go dude, go buy so it before good. we talk about it so you can join in just trust me dude it's so good uh, mallets owlbears gelatinous cubes displacer beast mimic I can't wait I know there's so much in it it's cold up in Canada it, we actually we've been not bad here we've been actually a bit warmer the last couple of days than it's dude, been it's, yeah man it's been in the upper 70s here oh like that's insane like it because it was getting freezing and then it just decided nah um, mallet in the labyrinth that resembles the gridded dungeon absolutely Agreed, yes, but a worse costume so that they'll look like they were brushed. Yes, Panda, that would be amazing. See, I'm all for that, like, just kill off, like, one of the main characters. They come back as somebody else, like, like they're having to rush into this character. Or even have them misspeak, because I love that when that happened with, um, what was it, Critical Role, when they changed campaigns and they got became new characters. Like, they kept trying to do stuff from Vox Machina when they were the Mighty Nine. And they had to, like, oh, crap, I can't do that anymore. Dude, that's like, I would love to see just random stuff. I want it to be a Dungeons and Dragons movie, not just for the general public, but with jokes for people who know Dungeons and Dragons and are fans yeah. of it. I think that would yeah. be so funny. Yeah. I would I would be totally down for that. But like I'm I'm hyped for it. I think it looks great. I mean that, like it came out like after our first or even before we had it came out right as before we did our first session we right? were advertising so, like, it but I, we hadn't done I it yet i had no context like i didn't have any context about any of this stuff but now that i've played it a little bit and i know a little bit more it's 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 cool that's cool and chunk saying yeah such a fantastic comic can't wait to hear what you guys have to say about it yeah it's a great comic if you've never read teenage mutant ninja turtles the last ronin it is well worth picking up it's such mm-hmm. a good comic and um, so we'll be talking about that next year but yeah, this is our third last podcast of the year. We only have two more. I know. I our know. next podcast will probably be in a couple of weeks. Huge shout out to chat, man. You guys have been rocking Yeah, chat time. has been like popping off tonight. Thank you so much for coming and being interactive. I've, I was just saying to Nitro beforehand, I've been so tired tonight. I literally had to pop ibuprofen before I came on. Um, just because I had a toothache, my body was feeling achy, my throat was scratching like I might be getting sick both of us were yawning like crazy and you guys have just lit us up tonight so thank you so much for that, this has been fantastic I mean to be frank, it's been been really hard on us to switch it to you know, the weekdays our, our regular stream, not just like from a time perspective but from a like interact interactive yeah because our our viewership went from like pushing like 15 going on 20 and like from a from a viewership and an interactive standpoint like obviously people are way more interactive during the day on a sunday and that you you know you get more you get more viewers you get more interaction and it's just different it's different when you do it at night uh so we really appreciate you guys yeah so we thank you all for coming and hanging out with us guys um that's probably it for us tonight we probably do have to wrap yeah. up although it's been fun just chatting with you guys afterwards yeah. I, i've missed this i'm not gonna lie i have missed this it so much awesome. yeah. getting to chat with you all um so we will be back later on in the week I will be back this Friday I am super hyped because I picked up a new game this week to play on stream um, yeah actually are you doing Art of the Hero now that Chunk's going to mention no, I'm, 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 I think it's just going to be a lot less frequently than it normally is yeah I don't think you were doing good. it but I wanted to just double check before I start announcing yeah, stuff I, it's definitely still yeah. a thing it's just I'm doing it a lot less frequently so yeah we'll try and get it on a regular schedule of like if it's every yeah. two weeks or whatever or once a month yeah. or whatever we want to do we'll try and work out a specific schedule for next year so y'all know but nitro's nitro's not going anywhere with the art we're still going to be art no, on no. the stream we'll it's like here. you know some of the art streams i brought out some of the amazing pieces of artwork so it's like i definitely don't <laughs> want to get rid of that 
Um, but this Friday, I will be kicking off a brand new playthrough. I finished Guardians of the Galaxy, which was mwah, such a good game. It was really good. Like, I prefer those Guardians to the MCU Guardians. Wow. That's how good that game is. Like, I prefer the versions of the characters now. This game I'm going to be kicking off. I have never played it before. It's probably going to be sacrilege to some people. Um, but I will be playing The Witcher 3 Wild Hunt. I love RPG games. This is considered one of the best RPG games there is. I have never actually played it. I've never played The Witcher 3. So I got to pick up the Game of the Year edition for 10 bucks thanks to a sale on Steam. Nice. So I am going to be kicking that off. Um, I was meant to do the beta testing for the Old Testament game. I'm probably just going to do that a night that I'm not streaming and just upload it to YouTube. Mm. Um, <clears throat> yeah, that's a lot of gamers. Everyone's telling me that. It's like the main story is like 51 hours. It's like 170 something or that. Um, for like all, for like 100%. And I will not be 100%ing it on stream just off the bat like because i i have adhd i am not going to really sit for that many weeks that would take up like three years of like non-stop friday night streams for me to hit that so that's not going to happen but at the very least i'll get through the main story and some of the side quests so i'm excited to get into it though because like i love rpg games and i'm just i'm excited everyone keeps talking about the witcher game and how good it is i've never played it so it's long overdue for me to actually play the game and get into that so that'll be happening on friday and um, we will be off this weekend. We don't have anything on this weekend, as far as I'm aware. And um, then next Monday, <clears throat> as Nitro already said earlier, we will be back with some D and D. Oh, for Friday, by the way, it'll be eight thirty start time for Monday. I believe it's a nine o'clock start time. Yeah, nine p.m. Eastern. We'll be starting nine o'clock Eastern, um, on Monday for more of D and D. The Keep at the Borderlands. We've got about four sessions left. Um, our DM said, so come and join us for the second half of this big playthrough. Um, and get in the mood for us kicking off our new campaign next year. Yeah, man, I really wish I could play God of War Ragnarok soon, man. It looks so good. I'm like, it does look really good. Um, then that's Monday night, and then next Wednesday night, back to our usual schedule. She did a Halloween stream this week, so she isn't streaming tonight. But next week, on Wednesday at eight thirty, I believe. Maybe nine o'clock. Keep in tune with our um, socials for that. My lovely wife Jay will be back with more Lost and Random, the Tim Burton esque dice rolling game. She's been having a blast with it. She's so close to finishing. It might even be the last bit of the playthrough. Um, so please join her for that on um, Wednesday. But I think that's it for us for tonight. Yeah, man. This was <clears throat> awesome. This was really cool. Yeah, that's not been expected a, to turn out like this. I did not expect this many people to come in tonight to chat. You guys have blown me away tonight. Thank you for that. Yeah, man. honestly, in the best possible way, you guys gave me so much energy tonight that I needed. Yeah. And let's see who is on. We can go and drop a raid on. Oh well, Zena's on. We have to go and raid Zena, don't we? Zena, good, good friend of the channel. We're going to go and see Zena and the heroes. I've seen the commercial <laughs> pop up, Chunk. I've not actually watched it yet. I've seen the uh, pop up. I've not had a chance to actually watch it. I need to watch the whole thing. But thank you so much for everyone coming and joining us tonight. I hope you all have an amazing week. Stick it with us as we go and raid out to Zena and the heroes. Show her some love. Drop her a follow. She's an absolutely beautiful person. You will not be disappointed hanging out with her. She's a good friend of ours. And just remember, it is a good week to be a geek. Take care, and we'll see you all later, guys. Adios. Zero miedo. Zero miedo.